0: So, we talk about race and whatnot. Uh, Fucking listen to the episode. Mm -hmm. Tell us how we pissed you off. Tell us how we made sense. That was the quickest intro of all time, Eric. Well, you know, fucking, uh, I got to get fucking home because I got to go to work in the morning. This is an
1: intense episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you laugh. I hope you cry. I hope you send hate mail to Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. And with that said, enjoy the show.
2: That's my line.
0: Oh, (laughs) fuck. You know what else is fantastic? This fucking coffee.
1: Tell me about this coffee.
0: So this is a uh, Skull Coffee. Oh, they're um,
1: gonna say speaking of. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I'm drinking like, like I've been telling you, dude. I'm, serious, I'm serious about this. Like I've been trying to, uh, to, to try to get some coffee sponsors, man. And so yeah, man. last week we had Caveman, which was delicious. Today uh, I got Skull Coffee. This is S K O with an omelet. Mm. L, coffee. Uh, it's uh, kind of a Viking based. It's uh, veteran owned, and uh, it's tasty. This is their Ironside blend and uh the real the cool thing about this is uh whenever you make the order they're not going to ship it out until the next wednesday they're nice. not going to do it you you order it on monday they're they're not going to ship it out to wednesday you order the thursday tough luck you got to wait almost a whole another week and the reason why is because they don't actually roast their beans Except on Wednesdays, and they only roast enough beans to fulfill the orders that they got the previous week.
2: Nice. So you
0: are guaranteed to get uh, fresh beans that were just roasted within the last three or four days. And this is this is some damn good coffee right here. That's really cool so, of them. Yep. So uh, Skull Coffee S K O with an omelet L or uh, I don't remember what they're fucking. Uh, there is another. There's another co- uh, coffee company that. Uh, uh, their their brand it's it's an animal that is kind of like a moose, and they have a skull blend. Same thing, S K O L. Not the same thing. Not the same mm, thing. Interesting. You need to go. You need to go to um, skullcoffee.com. S K O L C O F F E dot com. Because if you just put in skull coffee, the first thing you're going to see is something about a, a moose or a caribou or something like that, and that's not the right thing. This stuff's got fucking dragons and Viking fucking nice. lores on it and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's so, like a
2: Amane Marth cover. Uh, yeah,
0: so it yeah. is a. It's very much always an Amano Marth cover. So yeah, <laughs> out of out uh, of Oklahoma, fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh, that's veteran crazy. owned. And uh, if you get something, they haven't they haven't sponsored this yet. But if you do send them, you know, let them know that Eric. Well, they don't have to tell us. Art and Jacob sent you. That it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, tasty. Good. it's tasty. It's tasty. No, I gotta take a sip, Barry. Tell me what
1: it's like to be a man. I want to plunge. Ah. You Did your lips just turn black?
0: A little bit. A little bit. No, it's good. It's, your it's, eyes just roll it's, back? It's, it's smooth. It's, Are you in bliss right now? <laughs> I am in bliss. Is it bliss or is it <laughs> demonic Best position?
2: It's the of waking up. It's the in your
0: cup. cup. We got three different ways around that. We probably should have rehearsed that first, but whatever. Fuck
2: it. Shout out Skull Coffee. Skull Coffee, that's Shit, it. Delicious.
0: And plus, anytime I see like the omelets anywhere, that's usually, that tends to be a good sign. Unless there's more than one. If there's like the omelet, two, sorry. the omelet, the, the two little dots over the O, like oh. on uh, like Motley Crew or Motley Crue. Or, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's uh, Skull Coffee, and not Skull School. Anyway, smooth, tasty. It's got me good and caffeinated. Tasty gotcha. stuff. Ironside Blend.
2: Gotcha. I want to pillage a village now. Hey, that round. Yeah. Very I'm a nice. fucking rapper. You didn't know this shit? <laughs> fucking MC Jakey Jake.
1: That's true. I like it.
2: <laughs> I like it. All right, anyways, wanna jump into this to topic. Um No? Okay. Anyways, enjoy the show. <laughs> All right then. No. Alright, Eric, what you got for us? <laughs> no, uh
0: well first what did Jacob over here he, he said he wanted to to pull something out. Well he, okay, had. he so. had an idea that he of something he wanted to talk about.
2: Well, so earlier this week, we decided we were going to talk about the Church of Satan as our topic, but I wasn't really feeling it, and the reason why is is I sent you guys earlier something, uh, a video um, on our Instagram. We have like a little group chat on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We have a group text with our phones, too, and we have a group text with our fucking Instagram and Facebook. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. Anyway, we have a lot of ways to communicate with each other. Yeah. Smoke signs and all sorts of shit. <laughs> I taught you guys that. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, anyways, I, I was watching this video of like I believe they were in Japan, and they were doing something to this guy's hair, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." Like Japanese people are interesting as fuck. Let me see what they're doing. I want to see. Oh <laughs> yeah, man! Uh, I want to see what the fuck they're doing. And so like I watched this long ass fucking Inst- Instagram video, and it, they actually make this Asian dude. Mind you, he had like straight as fuck hair. You know, picture yeah, you know yeah, yeah. just your stereotypical like Asian man. And just that that ball haircut or whatever, and it's just straight as fuck, right? And they do like this like rubber band thing to his hair. Yeah. A- and then all of a sudden, like they take out all the rubber bands, and his hair looks like his fucking like Clay Thompson, right? Like Clay yep. Thompson is just like sitting in front of you, whatever. And they start giving him a fade, and he all of a sudden he has like this Fresh Prince of Bel Air haircut. Yep. And yep. like you said, you're all is that cultural appropriation? <laughs> yeah. And like that like clicked yeah. a fucking um um a light bulb in my head. Yeah. Because in This week, and I mean, if you're listening to this show like, you know, 30 years from now or whatever, at this time period, 2018, (laughs) we had something that happened in the news. Uh, Last week we did, uh, you know, Deal Eric reads the news. That's right. And I was looking at some of the news articles, and I guess Kevin Hart, over the Thanksgiving holiday, he threw a birthday bash for his one-year-old son or daughter, I believe. Where it was called like a Cowboys and Indians uh, party. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was on Thanksgiving. I guess his, his yeah. child was born on Thanksgiving, and so like the the theme, because I guess this is what rich people do—they have a theme for the birthday party. <laughs> I, I don't know about y'all. I just got a cake, and it's like, what do you want like for your birthday? And My like, theme is that you
0: were born today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I allowed you to live.
2: <laughs> but anyways, I guess that's what happens. Like you know, they had a theme. They invited like a lot of friends and family members over. And the theme was Cowboys and Indians. And so, you know, a lot of people showed up. They either dressed up as a cowboy, dressed up as an Indian. And, you know, they took pictures and all was happy and merry and bright. And so, according to Kevin Hart, uh, he went to bed that day, you know, thinking like, oh, okay, we had a great time. Everything's all good. Good daddy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did did the good daddy thing. And I guess the next morning, his wife was like, hey, you need to check this out. He was like, because I guess Kevin Hart has a radio show on SiriusXM. No, and so he was just like, I don't read any you no know, social media at all. I'm not on there, you know. You can't, you know, you look at that stuff, you know. Like, you get a lot of negative comments, you know, just yeah. people just generally hating or whatever. And he was saying, Oh, what? I really don't give a fuck what they're saying. Like, if someone has some, you know, negative to say about my child's like birthday party, then you know, fuck them. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm doing me. I'm doing. I'm taking care of my family. And she was no. This this is like TMZ has it right now, and there's all these things that's telling us that we're racist and we're you know like. Uh, we're we're um we're damaging the uh, Native American community and all sorts of stuff and he's like, What the fuck really? And you know, you look at the picture and I'll post it to our Instagram later this yep. week or whatever. And you do you do you see like you know a lot of family members dressed up, you know, in stereotypical like you know Indian blankets and I believe they had like the little the feather in the hair or yeah. whatever. And then you see like you know a cowboy someone dressed up as a cowboy with a gun like pointing it at him and whatnot. And I his excuse was he goes a lot of people play you know cowboys and indians growing up you know yeah. he's a 45 year old man or whatever and he goes a lot of people played cops and robbers a lot of people played you know um you know all sorts of games you right, know right. and then his co-host was like well you got to look at it from a native's perspective um how would you like it if someone was playing slave and master <laughs> and the, you would think like any normal human being they would be like oh you know what, you have a good point. Yeah. But he doubled down. He's like, no, I'm sure that happens out there. And so what if they do it? I'm like, are you fucking serious, Kevin Hart? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so like, it started like this whole debate, like in the media. And now I was talking to a lot of my coworkers, like, because they started the debate about cultural appropriation. And I was just like, huh, let me research this. And mind you, this at this time, the topic was hard, like, you know, this church of Satan. So I'm lightly doing research on the church of satan <laughs> but at the same time it's fascinating me the whole concept of cultural appropriation right and so i was like hey guys do you mind if we kind of switch this topic up like we'll kind of keep it in the same vein as fucking last week where you know we'll bring up a, a topic or an or, or instance i guess of cultural appropriation and we'll just kind of give our thoughts on it
0: I don't like that at all. No, no. Let's do, okay, let's do Church of Satan. Anyways, go to E. B. Okay. Castillo. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the Church of Satan was founded in San Francisco. All right. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I think it's I think it's a good topic. I think it, I think it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's heavy. I know. It, it, it's it's fun. it's weird because on the one hand, I, I, I do think that the world is getting smaller. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of this chance that. Um, Certain habits. You look nervous. Certain habits. I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to think about a word. This. I'm trying to think. So um, I've been listening to this podcast uh, by this guy named David Dave Chang. He's a chef and he talks about all sorts of stuff. Like he talks about cooking and all that stuff. But um, he also had like JJ Reddit on Reddit. uh Reddit. Uh, basketball player. Yes, a basketball player. Yeah. Um, on Who the did show, he play for? By the way. way, he plays for the Cl-
1: he played for the Clippers and he plays for the 76ers. Yeah. He plays, oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's um, a good spot. For yeah.
0: Meanwhile, JJ Barrera is on the the Mavericks right now. Wait, is he?
1: J.J. Barea?
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought you said
1: J.J. Riddick. No. No, no, yeah. That's what I said at first. Oh, J.J. Barea plays for the Mavericks. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The J.J.'s. I like yeah. the J.J.'s. Yeah. Both of them are pretty good. Outside. <laughs> anyway. um, Which, by the way, one's a white guy, one's a Puerto Rican <laughs> that's right. guy. So. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No Just one's one perfect. But they both look white. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Anyway, uh, so, but, uh, so David Chang has a show, and he goes off a lot of things. And one of the things he was talking about was uh, he is of Korean descent, and he went to a restaurant, and um. There was a special kimchi that was made, Mm -hmm. and so he comes out and says, "This is terrible. This is awful kimchi. Yeah, fuck this guy." Because the chef was white, he goes, "Fuck this guy. Why is he trying to make kimchi? Why the fuck does he have? Does he think that he has any sort of fucking place Mm -hmm. to have any sort of fucking?" And he goes off about how it's it's not, and he kind of comes back to it later and goes like, "Well, something like that. We we the world is getting smaller and." One of the things that's gonna happen with with everyone learning other people's cultures is that you're gonna start to kind of cherry pick things out of those people's cultures. And then the only way that you're going to get good at doing it, or that you can kind of make it your own, is you kinda gotta fuck it up a couple times. Yeah. And so he says this was awful. It, It it was purely as Kim Chi goes, it was terrible. But that doesn't mean he and he could have said, he could have said. As a Korean, as a chef, this is not good kimchi. But he did not have the right necessarily to say, fuck you. You have no right to be making this because you're white. You have no right to – no, he kind of has to step back and, and understand that um, if he, if he wants the world to experience his his cuisine, his culture, his heritage, then part of part of the give and take is the fact that some people are going to take that. and I'll make they're the example to, of this.
2: I'll make the analogy of this, not to cut you off. But, but it's to cut like, me off. It's like when you get into heavy metal music. Um, I believe Art and I, I'm not sure about yourself, but I, be, I believe Art and I's introduction to metal music. Now, we both grew up in the mid-'90s or, or early to mid-'90s where, you know, uh, gangster rap was, like, supreme. Like, if you listen to rock music at, you know, Noble Elementary or Washington Junior High, you're kind of seen as, like, a fuck-up. Like, it, like that's, that's, some, that's some dumb shit that you're listening to, right? And so Art introduction to metal music listen to episode two of the metal years was like corn and limp biscuit now you look back at it and it's not I mean some corn albums and songs are so pretty good uh, limp biscuit not so much <laughs> but it's something that gets you into the genre and then you know you you start to develop a better palette
1: okay so not to interrupt you there but yeah, yeah. I, but to interrupt I him. would you know you're talking about and I'm gonna compare like cuisine and like all that it's, it's like really artistic. Mm-hmm. in the sense that like if uh, if a DJ in New York heard a, a like a mariachi album and he wanted to sample it and put it in his I'm all for that like you know you put your own spin on whatever you're creating cuz he's creating his own food yeah and he's this person's a DJ's creating his own music or whatever you listen to the Beastie Boys or something like that Beastie Boys music it's so eclectic it's all over the place they're oh, sampling yeah. from every single they're sampling from like mariachi bands and like disco music and like funk music and like rock music punk music they play their own instruments so like I'm all about that but uh, as far as Kevin Hart, that's not that. I don't want to confuse that. That's the, two the first. Things.
0: Yeah, no, That's that's the first because because the thing is that we're not because the question was about cultural appropriation, yeah. and, and so I want to address that first because I don't think that this qualifies as cultural appropriation. I think that this is just kind of Kevin Hart's situation was just kind of like he. In, in a I'm in a weird you guys said in, all that. in a weird in a weird way, um, it's like you said he grew up. Playing cowboys and Indians. You know, plenty of other people, you know, it's almost, this is, it's not that, you know, they're not going to uh, uh, any sort of, uh, 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 Exactly. (laughs) They're not trying, they're not trying to do any, any sort of, uh, uh, traditional Native American. They're not trying to uh uh ceremonies and like that they're not trying to dress accurately to like a certain tribe. They're they're playing this cowboys and and cowboys they are not, you know, they're they're not looking at you know for specific courses. They're not, you know, let's face it, there's the still right, dudes out there right?
1: that identify themselves as cowboys. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Like yeah. Absolutely. Dudes then, that live in Oilville, dudes that live in Texas. It's not a tribe. It's not a yeah. cultural thing. It's just a thing. You know, I, like, I don't know. I think it, might, I, it I would okay, say it's a cultural here's, thing. Here's a difference here's a difference between two things. So we have a team in the, in Dallas called the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. And right. then we have a team in Washington who has, like, a racist slur as a name. Yeah. And the two things are not the same. But
0: we've also got, like, the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: But I don't feel like the Chiefs are a racist thing. No, they're not. No. But, I like, same thing with, like, the Blackhawks. And, like, I think that the Cleveland Indians, it's, their logo is really racist. Yeah, the logo is. The Indians
0: in and you, you, of itself you, is not bad. But yeah. Chief Wahoo. I don't think, yeah. you know, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I agree. But... Uh, but what, I, what I'm saying is, like the Cowboys and Indians, like the game, I don't, I don't think that's cultural appropriation of Native American life. I think that is, if anything, that's cultural appropriation of like middle Middle America, 1950s, white, you know, that kind of appropriation. Yeah, agreed. And because, like I said, you know, this is, um, it's not that you're trying to take something specific. It's just you're taking like like the whole kimchi thing. This was a white guy trying to make a traditional kimchi, and a Korean cook coming in and saying, "This is terrible." and you're white what the fuck are you, you have no right to even try this right uh-huh. with something like this this is just this is I, I don't i'm not even sure exactly what the term for this would be but it's it's not cultural appropriation because they're not trying to take anything of actual value from the native american culture other than so basic images that were kind of built around you know 30s 40s and 50s you, movies
1: i see a lot of like you can go to Target right now and you could buy a Dreamcatcher or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of in the same. That That is cultural. I think that would be
0: closer to culture. I don't know if it it would qualify as much, but I think that's closer than... So there's two different things,
2: and I'm glad you guys made like the early distinguish there is cultural appropriation which is like what art said like where you go to target and you see a dream catcher now with the native community like that is something very sacred just like a headdress is uh you know it's not something you just fuck around with it's something yeah. that's earned it's not something that you know you just go to the shelf and buy right and so there's that there's cultural appropriation and then there's cultural exchange and the reason why i wanted to bring this topic up is because i feel like um i'm and I'm guilty of this, is like we tend to lean very left on this show. Eric kind of is more neutral, but this week I was able to see like the 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 hilarity of both sides <laughs> where yeah. um, you got people on the right who get offended that people are offended, yeah, which I find hilarious, and then people on the left who take things way too out of proportion. And then those people that are taking it way too out of proportion, like let's use another one example, like the whole cornrow uh, controversy. And it's not even the people who What's the cornrow controversy? We'll get into it. Yeah, D- but, D- Lynn, right? Yeah, yeah. So well there's a lot more. Yeah. But oh, yeah. but like I said, the people that are getting, you know the social justice warriors, if you will, like on on Twitter or whatever, it it's like the it's like this these privileged white kids from like Malibu or you know Greenwich Village in New York or whatever and it's not even like the actual people within the culture. And um, when I was doing my research, I was trying to like, at first it was like very disheartening because you read all these 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 articles about what is a cultural pro- appropriation, what's not cultural appropriation. And I, you just, everywhere you turn around, it's just like, wow, that's cultural appropriation. That's cultural appropriation. Like you can't do anything unless like you're in your lane, you know, and it's just like, fuck, like, you know, me as somebody who is multicultural, you know, I'm biracial. You know what I'm saying? I'm half Mexican, half white. I'm sure there's a lot of like different fucking twenty three meat shit in there as well. <laughs> but just for to make everything simple, it's like it's like I'm half white, half Mexican. And for me, I always tell people like I'm I'm like that cat on the fence. Like I don't really belong to any side. You know, like if I like for you, you guys, you guys are Hispanic, you know what I'm saying? If I try to come up to you and be like, Oh no, I'm Mexican, bro like you guys would laugh at me, like like, nah, bro, you're white. Yeah. I go to my white side of the family and this is like an actual example, um, where You know, I was trying to learn how to skateboard, and I was around one of Keith's friends, and he's white as fuck. And um, he's like, dog, why are you trying to skateboard? You are Mexican. We all know Mexicans are not skateboarders. Now, mind you, this is before, like, Paul Rodriguez and stuff, before, like, the skate culture, like, blew up or whatever. I was just trying to be Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles. You're (laughs) fucking Mexican. Only white people are allowed to skateboard. And he was serious as shit. And we got into it. Like, I we almost, like, fucking killed each other, right? I mean,
1: I kind of felt like that when I was younger. I didn't like rock music because I thought rock music was for white people. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so, like, you grow up, for me personally, you grow up, like, not really identifying with any kind of race because neither side is really going to accept you, right? I mean, there's certain people, like, that will. But, I mean, for the mass majority, like, you don't, as for me... My side of it is you don't really belong to any kind of culture. You're kind of your own culture unto yourself. Like you kind of mix up your own stuff. Like, like that example, um, uh, that show you just showed me with uh, the Patriot. Yeah, talk is, she talks about that that brand, what was it called? Uh, Supreme. Supreme, where they just mash up all different kinds of yeah. stuff. And I'm, that was me for the majority of my life. And so I kind of look at like these topics as like an outsider. And I kind of, just like that cat on the fence, I'm watching one dog bark, bark at one dog on one side of the fence, and another dog barking on one side of the fence, and I'm kind of like, you guys are kind of both silly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, why, yeah. why can't we just come together, you know? Come together like butt cheeks, you know, and just kind of share each share you know be more civil about it you you well, know I, I do think that there's a difference between appreciating
1: like japanese culture or something like oh that. yeah yeah I, and, I agree with you and then me trying to be japanese yeah and then that i feel like is where like the the line is like okay you're not japanese i i like i think you can appreciate something without trying to be something mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of times like you know heritage and like that all starts to get like it, it lost. Su- it, yeah, it, it gets lost, and it ca- that kind of sucks too. Because,
2: mm-hmm. or like one example, like uh, like I'll, I'll talk about is is um,
1: the cornrow thing. I'm really interested in this cornrow thing. So yeah, let's just get All into right.
2: it because <laughs> it came up. But um, I mean, I guess the biggest culprit is the Kardashians, and their name is probably going to come up a <laughs> lot here. And I found myself not, now. I'm one of those people. I cannot stand the family. I can't stand anybody associated with the family. It's just like anytime I see somebody like dates one of them just like god i, I can't like you anymore tristan thompson <laughs> i'm sorry like i don't like you at all now you know reggie bush like god dog that that hurt or you know like when you started dating kim and it was just like but like the cornrow controversy kind of started with kim she posted a, a a picture of herself you know a couple years ago um and it says hashtag bo Derek braids and then social media yeah. exploded no, 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 you're wearing cornrows, that's, that's an African-American, you know, hairstyle, you know, and there was like, hey, you need to give, you know, credit where credit is due, and, you know, that, and, you know, a lot of, you know, back and forth went back and forth, you know, with, you know, people within that culture, you know, the African-American culture, they were saying, hey, you know, like, this is like, you know, the whole Elvis thing, where it's just like, oh, it's getting whitewashed, whereas to this, this is, uh, a white hairstyle and Wait, no longer okay, a so black hairstyle. Were
1: people upset that it was whitewashed or were they upset?
2: Because those are two different things. Upset about what? what so were they what were they upset about? That she, she first of all, didn't call it by its appropriate name. It's called Corn Rose, right? Uh-huh. And they were also upset that, okay, this is another example of white people taking something from the African American community okay. and trying to make it its own. Like, But, okay, yeah, so because
1: my, my, my thing is, like, have you seen Beyonce? Have you seen her hair?
2: Yeah.
1: When's the last but time we saw a black blonde woman? No, but <laughs> but but, hair? but here's the thing. Like, like where where's the I'm, I'm the sorry, thing, where's the outrage there? No, no, no. Well, because here's the thing. because
0: that, the thing is that the the whole point with like the cornrows and other things like that is it's it's a matter of trying. It's a, it's utilitarian. It's a matter of trying to tame an unruly set of hair. It's it's you know the big afro, the 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 tight tight curls. It's a uh-huh. way to kind of keep it keep it close to the head. Right. Keep it close. Keep it kind of neat. Keep it so that it's not, you know, everywhere. It's there's a utilitarian. It is something that there are people that if they don't have uh, 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 access to to different chemicals, if they don't have access to relaxers and all of this other stuff, Mm -hmm. then this is how they this is how they deal. This is become presentable to the public. And so it is necessary for a lot of people. Beyonce, I mean. No, she's not doing that, but she is still relaxing her hair. She is yeah. still doing something to make her hair more... Blonde? Un- more t- uh, tameable, you know yeah. what I mean? And here's okay. my like, want-
1: thing about it. This is, with things like that, with fashion and hairstyle and things like that, these all, to me, fall in under that of sample of the same thing as like art and creation and things like that. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, I don't get the beef with, behind it. It's like...
2: Well, it's because I guess, like, too, like, she posted another picture a couple months later where it was like, got fighter braids in. And it's like, 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 she's like, like, the the, the people in the African American community are like, like, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He wrote a really good article about it in Time. He was talking about, like, yeah, this is just another example of, you know, you know, white culture cherry picking what they like from, you know, African American culture and not giving credit for it, whitewashing it into something else where it's not. It's not fighter braids. It's not. I mean, that just recently started happening with the women's division. they started wearing that. This is something that's been happening for, you know, a couple centuries now. Like Eric said, like it's something that, you know, black women and some men would put in their hair to be presentable in in public. And then the outrage, too, is like, you guys are using it for high fashion and making money off of it when, you know... And I kind of didn't believe it at first, but then I started to research it. And it's like, whoa, wow, yeah, there's actually, you know, black women who would get in trouble or even fired for wearing their hair naturally, wearing it, you know, in a fro or wearing it in, you know, you know, cornrows. Like there was actually, you know, uh, corporate policies that actually banned that. And so it's another form of, I guess, of you could say systematic racism. Hold on, hold on. Systematic (laughs) racism where it's just like they have to. Jake is really good at that. They have to. They have to, you know, buy these products. You yeah. know, it's, it's another thing that they have to do to assimilate into white culture. Would this be an issue if she
1: would have just posted the picture with no caption? I, you probably,
2: know, what? probably Wait. to some people. Probably to some, people. To some yeah. people. Yeah, some people, I believe so. But the okay. fact that so, she so the Beyonce so it, was, it was a double of, it was a double whammy of
1: Beyonce having oh, being a black woman with straight blonde hair isn't an issue and this is why and, and you I see a lot of too. hispanic women with with blonde hair i know that's not their natural hair color yeah no. i see well, a but, lot of black women with blonde hair i know that's not your natural but again hair that's color. but that
0: is that is taking that is taking a something that is done for the purposes of style purposes of fashion and then doing it for the purposes of fashion. The cornrows thing is you're taking something that had to be done, that people had to do this was utilitarian and then you are making it into something that is just purely fashionable and not, not yeah, something like that a, has to be done. And yeah. then but, okay, I'm, that's, not that's that's that, I'm not like saying that I'm not saying it's argument of tattoos. I'm not and saying it's a good yeah, I'm like like I'm like that. That. or a Those bad not argument. A fashion thing I'm, not, I'm not saying that it makes sense or not, but I'm, but I'm saying that that is the fact, the fact that this is something that some people have to do whether they like it or not. They don't have a choice. They have to do something with their hair. Or just shave it all off, and
2: mm-hmm. then
0: someone else is starting to take it and just make it, you know, this is the the, the, the fashionable. The, yeah. But, I mean, you know,
1: over time, things like that, people, the origins of tattoos kind of get forgotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so, even mean, But
0: even, like, the fighter braid, it's the same thing. Like, the, the fighter braid is do, totally, I mean, it's I have, totally I, utilitarian. I understand that is because if people you don't have an it.
1: issue with the caption. Yeah. I, I think the caption is just stupid. Yeah, because, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I don't have an issue with her doing it.
0: But, again, you're not the one that has had... You do not have the choice. You are not the one that has to put your hair in the corner. No, I I get it, but
1: it goes both ways. You you can't you can't stand up and be upset about this and then be okay with Beyonce doing her thing and initially no, initially
2: i was with you on that and i was just like well what about this what about this you know like you know the going you know the going yeah. both ways thing and i guess like the difference between you know cultural exchange which is you know it's a mutual exchange of ideas you know like like yoga for example like you know buddhists were were trying to teach you know the yeah. people that you know this culture and cultural appropriation is that when Beyonce, you know, colors her hair, you know, blonde or whatever, or, uh, you know, your your Mexican aunt, that you because know, I have one too, that does her hair blonde or whatever, is that they're trying to fit into the dominant culture. You know, they're trying to fit in for survival, whereas the dominant culture... Beyonce's trying to fit in for survival?
1: No, well, initially... because <laughs> there,
2: there are certain things that, you know, well, things are hard to... Do you think that, I mean, but like I said, um, and it's not just Beyonce or whatever, I was just talking about as a whole, but with that though it's just like it they're trying they're doing it to assimilate try to try to fit into the dominant culture where if the I, dominant I, I culture think
1: hip-hop culture you know like we were watching that i told you about that supreme thing hip-hop culture is so big right now yeah it it's is the dominant very, culture yeah. it is very cool to be black it is very cool to be like that hip-hop skate culture mm-hmm. like supreme brand type of thing and and cornrows are fashionable in that whole thing. Braids are fashionable, um, like those little dreadlocks, like J Cole has, or whatever. Like those are fashionable right now. Yeah, but go back. You know, what, you know what?
0: Go back and go watch uh, the Chris Rock documentary, Good Hair. Oh, and yeah. And he was talking up because his there w- he was talking about how his daughter one day said that girl that that girl on TV got good hair, and it was uh, it was a white woman with with uh, blonde flowing locks and all this stuff. And it's like, and he, he kind of looked at her and he says he, she has pretty hair she has you know what not and you go, no, daddy she has good hair and so kind of what that definition is and how again that kind of unruliness that 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 uh that issue that, that that black women have with getting their hair in the right position it's this girl was like five or six at the time and she still very keenly understood the concept of someone having good hair yeah and that was something that was just because she had to she had to put her hairs in cornrows. She had to do relaxers or straighteners or stuff like that if she wanted to do anything with it. She needed the fucking pick. You know what I mean? A couple of brushes yeah. wasn't gonna do nothing. I'm glad you brought that up because it, yeah, that's the whole. Dynamic. And, he, and he did a whole documentary on it called "Good Hair," and it's it's really it's really yeah, good. it is
2: really good. And that's why I was I was more sympathetic to this. And it was just like okay for. A white woman to do anything with her hair it's going to be considered, or, you know, a Latina or whatever, anybody with, like, naturally straight hair, it's going to be considered pretty to do that. Whereas Eric was saying with the um, Good Hair documentary, for black women, there's this um, underlying tone that, oh, it's ugly to have, you know, you know, I don't want to say the word nappy hair. But, you know, that kind of hair, that type of hair, you know, and it's just, like, if you have it in an Afro, the, the natural way of their hair is not considered, quote, unquote, in a white society, um beautiful you know the you know to, i mean to me i mean like we knew like i said all of us we grew up in an era where hip-hop was the dominant culture but yeah. america as a whole though like you know the the residue of america as a whole uh that hasn't been seen for centuries as beautiful I You know see,
1: it's funny because you know when uh when black panther came out uh-huh. that was like the first movie that had like no black women with like every woman either had a shaved head Mm-hmm. or an afro yeah there was no in between there was no like beyonce in there yeah exactly so yeah. like i get it you don't see that in hollywood you don't see that on tv you don't see that it's so rare that you see like a model with the shaved head or or like actual like natural like afro a hairstyle that you don't see that anymore you know mm-hmm. it's i could see why why uh a young black woman like chris rock's uh daughter would think that that you know it's yeah, that's yeah. that's the norm. That's what should be. Considered I gotta look like beautiful. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I got you know, I got that's like, kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I don't think any woman should look like Jennifer Lopez. That is disgusting. <laughs> dressing like, rage. goddamn it. Ladies. What? She's I,
0: like 40, what? 45. Dressing Jennifer rage. Jennifer Lopez and her, her prime movie?
1: was
2: disgusting. You think so? I don't
0: know about yeah, all that. I don't know
1: about disgusting. Now, I'm not going to make the uh, who's the uh, woman you don't like.
2: Scarlett Johansson.
0: I never George said Johansson. I don't like Scarlett Johansson. God I'm damn it. I never argument. said I didn't like her. God damn it. But <laughs> it I strongly a, disagree soft, with both y'all. It's a, <laughs> it's a soft pass. It's a, it's a soft
2: right. pass. No, I'm a hard guess. <laughs> Very hard. A couple times a week. I mean. <laughs> soft um, pass for me. You're hard right now. No, but I mean, you <laughs> see that though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you want to be that. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? They, they, you're, you're told, you know, indoctrinated as a young age that, hey, what you naturally are is quote unquote ugly, and even not just
0: you know not not but just a white, white woman
2: th- does the cornrows like Kim Kardashian, who's part Armenian, I bet. But um that but when when she does it, when she does what you do, that's considered ugly. That's pretty. But okay, yeah. but what what about things like skin bleaching? Is that oh that's horrible. Oh, skin
1: bleaching, but yeah. that is a thing. Yeah, that okay. but That's frowned upon. So s- that is so frowned skin, upon
0: skin bleaching unless it's like for medical purposes, like uh vitiligo, like have you seen or like, the, the you know, girl from, from the, the
1: office? That. She has the Mindy Project Or whatever Oh yeah Have Uh, you seen Kaling or whatever his name is Yeah like she Have you seen Sammy Sosa Jesus Christ Yeah they clearly have Like skin bleaching going on Yeah Like it is Very apparent From season one of The Office To like now the Mindy Project Mm -hmm. That she is like Five times Like she's lighter than Eric and yep. l- like and Lil I'm, Kim I'm very too, like, as well. Yeah, yeah. little Kim. Yeah.
0: yeah, but but again, where there is no real, there's no real outrage for that because it is someone of color trying to get whiter.
1: That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't see why people get outraged when the Kardashians get cornrows, but when they uh, bleach their skin, it's like, well, we all we all understand. There's, like, a weird understanding of, like, I and understand I think for what me you though, want to fit in. Yeah. And
2: I think for me, though, like, I mean, yeah, from our perspective, we can have our opinion on it, and that's fine. But I think the heavier opinion is the people that are actually within that race. And like, just, I don't think that I have kind of – it's kind of like the the argument with, like, you know, like a mansion tell a woman what to do with their body. I think it's the same thing, too. Like, Like, me as, like, a half-white dude, like, I don't have, like, the right to say, like, oh, you shouldn't get outraged at, you know – kim kardashian having the the yep. braids or her younger sister was named kylie or kendall or whatever i don't, I don't know. know but she looks probably ass, fuck i want wanted <laughs> but anyway i was just like i would I, but it's not to me like i'm not gonna tell them that oh you shouldn't be outraged about that because that is you that's your culture i don't want you telling me how it how it feels to be you know a biracial child where you know you're basically rejected by both sides
0: of what you are you know what i'm saying like you're never allowed to be Mexican. you're never allowed to be fully white and i think when it comes to the the skin bleaching thing the other part about that like with this cornrows is that there's this is not something that there's a history of you know black women or, or hispanic women or whatever um bleaching their skin because they have to you know like the cornrows you know there's not a util there's not a utilitarian purpose for it you know what i mean and so there was. There's not a utilitarian purpose for you know white people to do that. You know the only people that have uh, that have had to do that and that have might have felt a need to have to do that are people that have had skin conditions and that are trying to even things out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Whereas again, like with the cornrows or something like that, the whole point is you have a generations of people that are like we have to do this. This is something that is a burden for us. You know we try to make the best of it. You know which is something that I. have that I've been told. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to speak for the entire African American culture, but I have been told by a couple of female friends that I had back in college that yeah, cornrows are a son of a bitch, and they just try to make the best of them with, that they can with like uh, uh, beads in it, or they would put like uh, uh, ribbons of ribbons into it, like like weave that in as well, um, things like that. You know, uh, there's not this the skin t- bleaching of the skin does not have that same kind of utility match as like a cornrow or something to that effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's not as much outrage because you know, if you're to do that, too, fucking you know, not, anyone I'll, can do that. Anyone no one's gonna do that because unless they're like obsessive, but that's a whole nother issue. That's like, you know, that kitten that Ken doll that was affected from all those fucking plastic surgeries. Also you know too, I
2: mean? I'll say this though. Like it it's kinda like a like you it feels cheap, you know, where it's just like I see it all the time i have i've always asked this question since i started working at target like how do people survive just like working like a minimum wage job like target or whatever right and i'm working at um, the job that i work at um you see it though like oh how they're able to make those ends meet within the community you know they braid each other's hair and you know that's how they help each other you know like you can't really afford to you know you always you know freaking you know pay for you know relaxers and conditioner i mean fuck when i go to the fucking grocery store i buy like the dollar fucking vo6 fucking you know shampoo and i'm still burnt that i have to buy it right but like for them there's just like fuck there's so much that i have to do just to be look presentable for my employer that hey you know it's a whole community thing where it's just like hey let me braid your hair and it becomes an art form and, you know, some people actually make those ends meet by, you know, doing braids on the site. Like you see it in the beginning of uh, one of Snoop Dogg's videos. He's just sitting on the porch and, you know, somebody's doing his hair. And, you know, that, that that's like a way of life. That's how they're helping to make ends meet within the community. And then you see somebody, you know, like a Kardashian who's already like a billionaire. You know, all of them are billionaires yeah. basically, right? And then, you know, they're profiteering off of it, you know, tenfold. And they're having, you know, some, you know, Somebody from like to the date to the Today Show um, uh, audience or uh, makeup team it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Aries Spears. Um, he was on um, the Fighter and the Kid. You know, one of the podcasts I listened to with uh, Brian Kellen and Brendan Shaw, and he was talking about that too. He goes, you know, there's a definite double standard in Hollywood, and they always want to paint, you know, you know, like he said, him and Patrice O'Neill, who's a very popular comedian, as divas. You know, and it's like I guess yeah, yeah, he yeah. got fired from Mad TV because of this. He goes. He goes, there's something about, you know, black hair that only black people understand. (laughs) And he goes, I don't know how to explain it to you because you have beautiful hair, Brendan. And Brian, even though you're losing all yours, it's different (laughs) than yours. And he goes, it's just something that, you know, a white person can't understand. He goes, so when I ask for, you know, a barber, my own barber who understands, you know, my hair, how to make it look good, how to maintain it or whatever. It's something that I I, I need. It's not like a want. It's not a diva thing. But. White Hollywood's gonna say, or white, you know, corporate America is gonna look at him and be like, "Oh, he's be- he's being extra, he's being a diva, or whatever." He goes like, "No, no, no, this is something this that is, I this need. This is necessary.
0: This is something because because my hair is something in particular, you know, something very particular, as is every mm-hmm. other most other African Americans hair, and this is part of the reason why the barbershop is it's it's almost become like a trope at this point, but it, it in reality it is a very important part of like certain inner city cultures and certain mm-hmm. you know, and it is a predominantly. African-American culture you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and it's 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 because it's it's something that you're uh, going to on a regular basis again and not because you want to go on a regular basis but because if you don't keep that shit under control if you're not there week by week you know really working at it that shit's gonna get unruly real fast
2: and it it's funny because when says I shared long haired dude, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's funny that fuck I fuck shared that mean, initial oh, video no, no. with you at first, like the one about the Asian guy, because they always have a segment at the end called current events or whatever. And you know, little Jamie, the that his name's Chin, he's a, their producer or whatever. Yeah. He, he's running through the videos. He shows that to him, and then Aries is just completely disgusted. He goes, "This is what I'm talking about." And you brought up the word. It is another instance during the week where it was like that's cultural appropriation, yep. man. I just went through the struggle me getting fired from mad tv because i was considered a diva because i wanted my i didn't want this this white sally to do my hair i wanted you know my own barber you know to do my hair for a lot less by the way i was gonna save the company money (laughs) and he goes he goes then i see this and it's just like like this this is almost a burden for me yeah and then you're over here fucking trying trying to to get to this yeah you know what i'm saying and it kind of it kind of Makes you see it through their perspective, you know what I'm saying. And like I said, like I saw it, like oh, that you know, it works both ways, kind of thing. And then it's like, kind of not, because like you said, like with the Beyonce thing. When I was doing the research on assimilation versus um, appropriation, when it's the dominant culture, when you're trying to fit into the dominant culture, that's just you trying to fit in. And I'm glad you brought up the whole, you know, the new hip hop thing because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's article on, on Time, look that up. He who, talks, is, who is the source to what's hip right now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, no, no. <laughs> but he's he's he since he changed since. Now he, that man is smooth. Since he became from went from Lou Alcindor to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's been very active, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Socially, and so he's he's a very intelligent man too. And he he was talking about all these things that we were talking about with the cornrows and stuff like that. And he goes, but at the end of the day, there are larger things we need to we need to look at. He goes, since you know, my time since, you know, my prime or whatever, where, you know, we were just having a fight to be able to drink from the same water fountain as white folks. He goes, we've actually almost become the dominant culture. You look at hip hop culture, you look at sports culture, you know, we are the dominant culture. So what's more important, trying to stop Donald Trump from building the wall and, you know, locking up babies in um, cages and stuff or getting mad about, you know, the Kardashians having cornrows or whatever, because he goes, if you notice, he, and he said, he's quoted like a, a study. He goes, he goes, by 20, I'm just going to throw off a number. <laughs> by 2043, he goes, our culture will be the dominant culture. You know what I'm saying? And for us in our age group, we're seeing that. You yeah. know, it was, it, it's, it's cool to be like your favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to, to want to do that. Now, I'm not going to sit there and try to put you know, cornrows in my hair and try to look like Snoop Dogg because I, I know for a fact I look ridiculous. But there is somebody out there, you know, that listens to that and sees that and says, hey, identify with that. I I can pull that off. (laughs) I mean, I was just, I just went to uh, the
1: Target and I was waiting in line at Starbucks and I saw like some like white dude and he had pink, uh, like pink braids, you know, like those Mm -hmm. like little pump, I don't know if you guys know little pump is. Yeah, I know who that is. But like those type of haircuts where it's like little pump kind of haircut. And it's like, it's just like some white dude, you know, like. Yeah. That's what's in. I mean, that hip hop
0: culture's in. I, I I I was for a long time there because everyone was getting kind of that that swoop kind of hair, where like the really close faded um, sides, and then but the hair the top is kind of long still. Back it was the Phil and Lil Deville. Go uh-huh. back and watch Rugrats. That was Phil and Lil Deville. That's what all the guys were fucking wearing <laughs> a couple bow. of years I ago. To, yeah. One of my you favorite things?
1: Is that they would, it would be able to exchange their bow? Yeah, and you didn't know who. Yeah, was who. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, but but yeah. So that's Phillip. that was basically <laughs> yeah, the fucking. That was basically the fucking hairdo that all yeah. the guys were fucking into a couple of years ago, and, and I was fuck like, "Fuck, Blair I hate, to... I, I cannot, I don't know why, I don't know why I am, I say this without ego, I am a patient man," that just annoyed me to no fucking end, and I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, what are we gonna, what's it gonna evolve to? I can't wait for this shit to evolve into something else." And then now I'm seeing what's evolving. to. I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of miss the fucking Villain of the man. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. miss that shit, mm-hmm. fucking. Um, I don't know, but it, it's it's. Uh, it's a little weird talking about this particular subject being uh, two and a half Mexicans. This particular end of the subject, but I, I, I do think it's an interesting conversation to have, and I do think it's uh, necessary, really, because I do feel like, it,
2: it, to be completely fair, you know, to play both sides, to be that cat on the fence. When I look at it, like you got to look at it like as, as progress. You know, it's not the 1950s anymore, but we are making some progress, and I think too. Um, America, I learned this in California history with Randy Beeman. Listened to his episode on a King about JFK. Very <laughs> smart man. He goes, America now, we don't really export much. Yeah. We, you know, we import most of our goods. We don't export anything really except culture. And That's true, yeah. with that, you're going to have – anytime you well, make your culture, you know, did, known, you're going to have a lot of imitators. Let me, let me tell you guys something really quickly. Like –
1: if you really think about what um, American culture and what it means to be an American, a lot of it comes from like the roots of like rock and roll and like those type of things. But rock and roll music is black music. Like hip hop music is black music. These are all American things. These are all like native to America, Southern cooking. That's a black style of cooking. Yeah. The, the, everything else, all the other stuff that you get, you know, Mexican food, German food, that's all imported. What is American, is no there's nothing like more american than like black culture well, but just didn't go back the like, rock didn't <laughs> they didn't land on plymouth rock it, it depends plymouth on rock landed yeah. on them yeah. mm-hmm.
0: it so. depends on how, how far back you go and what what specific like the the southern foods i mean that goes back to northern french and southern english yeah. cuisine you know yeah, fried but chicken They and kinda of fries, created their that own is version. a french cuisine you yeah. know what i mean and, yeah uh, um and so, yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, it is their own version, but it's yeah. it's almost like certain things went through like they didn't invent the guitar, and, no, but they no. played
1: blues for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they invented the guitar. I'm just and who and do you mean by they? What do you mean by they? Like African Americans or black mm-hmm. people? Okay, they I just didn't, want to make They didn't sure. invent guitars. <laughs> they didn't invent fried chicken. They didn't invent these things, but they sure as hell perfected. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> they sure hell perfected they <laughs> them. really did. Mm-hmm. They really did. And this and is I the think, other, and I think that's a, a good point. That's a good point to make, though.
2: Yeah, you have to have like that cultural exchange where you you. Where you don't just go and take it and say I like it and I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it white like when you, we were talking about Elvis a couple episodes back yeah. where it wasn't so much Elvis but his producers doing it because after that episode I was like I'm gonna research what really I'm happened. very anti Elvis but guys. it's not <laughs> Elvis himself it was the producers it's kind of like you can't hate Justin Timberlake you, you can hate more or less in the, in sync I want to say not I can hate Justin po- Timberlake po- Post- well you can and you're fucking American but I don't I'm just no, that's, saying that that's
0: fucking Justin Timberlake like I don't even if I don't even I'm not a fan of his music. The dude sings. The dude dances. The dude <laughs> can act. The dude is a comedian. He is the consummate entertainer. That's which all I'ma say. Which I'm one? Which was what? All this was. He is a the clothing time. brand too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a businessman. Brand? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can, but okay. So so like you said, you know, um, so uh, African Americans didn't didn't create fried chicken or how to play guitar, or all this, but they perfected it and they made it their own. So then, kind of back to the original point, you know, what is wrong with the white man making his own kimchi? What is wrong with you know other people? taking certain things from other cultures and i think it's okay i think
2: it's okay if you um if you're giving you know props to it like where you say hey this is where i got it from i'm working with you know this korean you know chef to help perfect this because i want to do this and make it my own way a little bit like you see it all the time in la like asian fusion you see it all the time as long as you As long as you're giving props and acknowledging what where it came from, I'm cool with it. Like like to refer back to the whole Kim Kardashian thing, she was just kind of making it her own thing. Like, oh, Cornrows started with Bo Derek, a white woman from the '80s, (laughs) or it started with you know UFC fighters, you know, in the mid 2000s. Like, no, Cornrows has been around for a while, and it's just like like with um, the Taco Bell story I was gonna talk about, where it's just like the. As long as you keep it, you know, to where like, hey, you give props to where the original people are instead of just saying, oh, no, this is a white thing. I just created it in my kitchen last night kind of thing. Yeah. And um, one of the stories that I was reading and um, they were talking about like uh, Taco Bell.
0: We all love Taco Bell, right? Yes. Yeah, I love Taco Bell. You know yeah. how much I love Taco Bell? It's been years since Taco Bell's given me diarrhea. I love <laughs> Taco Bell so much that you my built body an immunity. My body is as immune to it. Just like if I eat a bunch of beans, I don't get gas. You know why? Because I eat beans. Like, I know a bunch of Mexican guys that we talk about. I don't know. if We were drunk. We were drunk. And this kind of conversation came up. We were like, why the fuck does everyone complain about beans giving you gas? It doesn't give us gas. And someone had, like someone else. Had to break it down for us like well because they don't eat beans with every fucking meal like we do like, yeah oh no. that's true man. that is true. right that that
2: makes sense okay <laughs> anyway good and so um this journalist he was like you know what like i i really want to you know because he, he was studying this topic too about cultural appropriation in the mexican community he was actually doing an article on gwen stefani which we can get into later but <laughs> she steals
1: watched, culture uh she, wasn't she wearing the little like thing bendy, on her forehead yeah. yeah it's like
2: so anyways he went to the spot in San uh, San Bernardino where Taco Bell was basically created or whatever. He goes, Now, when you, he goes, he goes, the problem I have with Taco Bell is when people think of tacos, they think of the hard shell taco that stands up by itself and you know, oh, they, they yeah, think yeah, of that yeah, as a taco yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to what a really a taco is, you know, like when we go to La Via or something like yeah. that. And he goes, He goes, I went into this article thinking that I was gonna fucking expose Taco Bell and make them look silly and stupid as fuck. And he goes, the sto- The real story of Taco Bell um, goes back to uh, whatever the guy's name is. His last name is Bell. He owned a hot dog stand. Taco Bell? Yeah. yeah Taco O'Reilly Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had a hot dog stand across the street from a Mexican restaurant. Now, this is a really highly regarded Mexican <laughs> restaurant San Bernardino, and it's still standing to this day. And um, the story goes that Mr. Bell, you know, he would, you know, after, you know,
0: you know a day at his. Did he, uh, t- did he save anybody ever? Did he what? Save anybody? Like Save Yeah.
2: Oh fucking. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so the story goes, he would run across the street all the time, you know, eating the tacos or whatever, and he would try to perfect that. He would go back to his shop and he would try to, you know, recreate what he what he what he was eating. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it until finally he came up with a product that he deemed, you know, sellable. And so then that's how Taco Bell came along. He basically was trying to steal recipes from this lady. Yeah. And the journalist was like, oh, this is so wrong. This is cultural appropriation. And, da, 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 da. and then, mind you, this guy is white as fuck, too, this journalist, right? Yeah. And so he goes he, and he makes the, the voyage to, you know, talk to the lady that, you know, at this Mexican restaurant that, you know, makes these tacos BAL. by hand herself. And he asked her, he goes, how do you feel about Mr. Bell's success? And, you know, how do you feel about your, you know, your tacos being bastardized and have that they've made billions and billions and billions and you guys are still here? She goes, I'm cool with it. My family, we eat, we live just fine. My kids go to private school or whatever. And at the end of the day, my tacos are better than his tacos still. <laughs> but good for him. I'm glad that, you know, he was able to find something in my product and make his own product. Yeah. He goes, I, I really don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And, he, and he goes, you know what? So then I took a step back. And he talked to another journalist friend of his. And he was like, you know what? He goes, it's kind of silly because if you think about Mexican culture, it's not really real. It's basically Indian culture mixed with Spaniard culture. He goes... With a little
0: bit of German in there. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's exactly what he said. He goes, you think of panduses? That's just Mexicans fucking up French fucking uh, Uh cuisines, Uh like Uh desserts and Uh shit. Well, I mean, that's the fried chicken argument all over again. Exactly. That's Uh why I brought it up. And he goes, you think of, you know, mariachi music? It's about the Germans that came over. They were trying
0: to recreate the music that they were making. The German yeah. polkas, yeah, yeah, the polkas, yeah. <laughs> and Ger- and uh, Mexican style beer—they're all that light loggers because of German, German immigrants that came, or I guess since they were in Mexico, they would be considered emigrants. <laughs> learn that. Learn that difference, children. <laughs> an immigrant—they are uh, uh, an. Oh no, 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 they would be immigrants in Mexico. They were German immigrants, and an immigrant with an I. That's a person coming into your land from somewhere else. An emigrant with an E that is someone leaving your land to go somewhere else. So even. Oh, sorry. But but even
1: even like words in Spanish, they're like Arabic words Mm -hmm. like Ojalá is the word Mm -hmm. for God in Arabic. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it really like adapted or adopted um, other cultures like. Uh,
0: the Philippines is a lot like that as well because it, it, it's it's a, there's a lot of um, uh, similarities between Tagalog and, and Mexican Spanish because it's it's very much so a native culture that was invaded by Spain. Spaniards and then they kind of put their own influence on it so it's definitely not the same thing you know what I mean I'm not gonna fucking go over. Um you know a, a Spanish speaker from Mexico is not gonna go over to, to the Philippines and speak perfect Tagalog. They're gonna have a better time in Spain. It's funny to bring up different, the Philippines. they're gonna but they're gonna like we I had a couple of uh I had several Filipino co-workers for a while, and they would speak to each other and I could pick up on what they were saying because there was enough similarities by no by no means was I gonna dictate word for word what they were saying, but I could get the general idea of what what it was and I, I always knew when they were talking about food. Because that's, you know what I mean? Because I'm a fat fuck. But.
2: <laughs> I know anytime I call like a like a Filipino person uh, for like a review on the record, it's, it's crazy because it's like always like, like like a Spanish name, you know, like yeah. Jesus yeah. or something like because, that. Because of that Spanish influence. Mm-hmm. And then like, I mean, I know, I'm not going to say I'm fluent Spanish or whatever, but sometimes like when an interpreter service isn't available or whatever, um, I just fucking speak broken yeah. spanish to them and they understand now they're the language that they actually speak is something totally different in yeah, yeah, spanish yeah. but it's just like uh okay you know um you know i'll say something in spanish do you have this do you have this and then they're like oh yeah see no yeah i
0: like how you did the pause there, like you're about to say something in spanish <laughs> and then you said i'll say something in spanish yeah <laughs> no i don't want to look silly <laughs> i don't want to look silly man. oh good for you this is an audio format and so you won't look anything at all we're also being recorded oh we are analysis. on facebook live hi hey, hi oh by the 100. way alex Alex, hi, and... Uh, Shout out to your new podcast. Or her, your new old podcast. Alex, we did not know that you had a fucking podcast. You need podcast. to do a better job of fucking promoting your you podcast. You got to let us know. Um, hold on a second. I'm looking up the name right now. Where This is so geekly. important. Geeklink? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> what did you say?
0: It's called Geekly. Oh, Geekly. Uh, uh, geek, geekling? I don't know. Alex, if you're fucking... Let us know.
2: Come up with a better name. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, it goes back to okay. I guess for our culture, for Mexican culture, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump over the fence and be Mexican uh-huh. for a second now. Uh, for our culture, we're very more a little bit more relaxed about it. But like, it goes back to my thing too, where I feel like it. De- it depends on the culture. Like Native Americans are very protective of their culture. Yeah. And. Really, can you blame them? Because you got your land stolen. <laughs> you get put on fucking reservations. You don't even have fucking the rights to your water or whatever. Yep, yep. And then you see somebody like on the Victoria's Secret uh, runway show wear your headdress. And it's fucking like, goddamn, our fucking culture is being fucking stripped away.
0: Our languages are being forgotten, you know, because of because of this complex. I, I, one of the things that I heard about that I never thought about. Um, I had heard about in the past many years ago, but I didn't think about it. And I had forgotten about it until it got brought up. The whole thing with uh, voter ID. There are several reservations across the US where yeah. there is no physical address. The postman basically just comes to the front of the reservation, just drops everything off, and then everything comes up because everyone lives in their homes on their houses and they're on their streets. But it's not, you know, it's obviously not like city or state maintained, mm-hmm. the streets. And so the houses just kind of are there. They don't have an actual postal address. And because they don't have an actual verified postal address. They don't have an address voter. on their ID, and so if you, they can't get a voter uh, a voter registration, even though they are U.S. residents, even though that they sucks. do have a right to this. Yeah, and that's that is that is an aspect of that that I never even thought about. So I asked Alex. Speaking of Alex, because she she's very and, active in and the Native geekly, American culture, and geekly she's distraction, and geekly yes, goddamn it, art, yes, and geekly distraction. <laughs> geekly distraction is uh, Alex Alex Lozano's, uh uh, podcast. Okay. Well, that She's history. she's starting up, um, and I will tell you right now, um, I haven't listened to any of it. But I did. It's pretty good. I, I believe in Alex so much as an individual that I think everyone should listen to this shit. Um, oh, Alex... Uh, let's see. Alex's own words, because she's on the Facebook Live like everyone else should be. Eric, I need you to shut up for a second. Um, okay. Geekly Distraction. We argue for way too <laughs> long about it, and then got fired. I am Mexican. Art. Okay, so... This is what I was trying to say before Eric took over. So, oh, I'm sorry, Mister Jacob. It takes over all the time until us to be quiet. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm fucking alpha here, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, so like I said, it's not to me. I think I don't think
0: it's fair for us,
2: you know, to 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 comment on something that you know might not be our culture. Yeah, I, you know, my dad tells me I'm part Blackfoot Indian, but I literally spent like maybe two or three powwows somewhere. Like I don't feel like comfortable enough to talk on behalf of Native Americans. So. She's very active in the Native American community because of her husband, so I asked her for her input on this topic, and so she sent me this message. So <laughs> She
1: it was goes, written in Navajo, so we can't read it. We'll translate it later. Thanks. you. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> now, that, that is
0: just as offensive as Kevin Hart's uh, Cowboys and Indians. If not more so. (laughs) Wait, my
1: comment or doing that song? No,
0: doing the song. No, your comment comment was fairly the same. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) Okay, so she said, okay, so I
2: get very defensive over Native people seeing as how my husband is Native and I've been around people in his tribe (laughs) since day one. I'm not afraid... Oh, shit. Why did I do that? I'm not afraid afraid to say I was ignorant about Native people before I met him. I believed in what the school books... Uh, told me and didn't give it a second thought. Pilgrims inviting Indians to dinner and whatnot. My husband's tribe had their land stripped from them um, not three generations ago and were, quote-unquote, allowed to stay there if they worked (laughs) for the new landowners. It took one generation for them to forget the language. They are just now relearning the language and the culture, but it will take four generations to be fluent in that language that only one took one to lose. The tribe doesn't make dream catchers to sell because they believe in what the dream catcher was meant to do. When making one, you pray and start god damn it, Facebook, stop it. You pray and start with a clean and clear mind because it is going to a child in your family. And if you are not careful with your thoughts or energy it can transfer to the object that is meant to protect your loved one. The headdress and regalia are to be earned. People wear it when dancing to honor their ancestors and thank the creator for their many blessings. Every bead, every feather, everything is earned. Every one of them is unique to the person and the dance style. Grass, traditional fancy shawl, jingle, etc., Many people don't understand that, or nor do they even try. Kevin Hart could have apologized and said he didn't understand or didn't mean it to come off like that. Instead, he defended himself and made the excuse, well, the Redskins and Cowboys were playing that day. That's bullshit. <laughs> I guess we all can be assholes because Joe Schmo was being one too. He didn't even try to understand how or why it was wrong. The Redskins should lose the name. I don't understand how it is okay to put a red-faced Indian as a mascot or for many teams for that matter. We established it wasn't okay to use blackface, and it's the same thing. Why don't we have a team called the Caucasians with a white guy on the logo? Personally, if I'm going to buy anything native, be it jewelry, dream catchers, etc., I like to do it in person when I can see who's making it, like at powwows. The native people have been oppressed from day one. They are still losing land and fighting for general rights. Land was taken out of the trust just this year. They're fighting over clean water and pipelines. They were given. They they were last. They were the last to be given the right to vote, and in some states, like Eric was saying, had it taken away because they do not have a proper address or PO box. And that's basically it. She said, "Okay, I'm getting all worked up now." (laughs) But I mean, I I mean, she brings up valid points, and it's just like those are the eyes from person within that culture. Yeah, and I,
0: I I think uh, kind of the it reminded me the whole idea that you know. Kevin Hart could say something like, well, the Cowboys and the Redskins were playing. So, you know, it's like there's there's this big thing um, where uh, Trump's policy uh, on the whole, you know, taking kids away from their parents. Right. He was talking about uh, Obama's history on this. All right. And so there's various points, you know, Obama. Uh, the kids that were detained were coming across alone they were not pulled away from parents that were also being pulled across mm-hmm. um, there's all sorts of stuff you know uh, but on top of all of that um in general obama's immigration policy was terrible <laughs> it was just it was bad basically bushes. But, but it was but it was like it was basically but like, bushes but it's like it, just because obama's immigration policy was bad doesn't mean that you get to get a free pass for having a bad immigration policy. Yeah. Just because, you know, I agree, someone yeah. else in the, is, you know, just because some kid in the class before you pulled on this girl's hair and didn't get in trouble, doesn't mean that you have the right to pull on another girl's hair and expect not to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Just because someone got away with something that was wrong before, whether, if it's inherently wrong, then it doesn't matter if someone got caught for it or not. It is still inherently wrong now, now yeah. you know? And, and so I think that that is uh, I, the whole going back to the Kevin Hart thing. I don't think that's cultural appropriation. I don't think that's cultural exchange. I think it was just, you know, uh, being ignorant. Yeah, I, I think it was ignorance. And then I think the response was insensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, okay, I got to think about it like this, too.
2: Like, you don't have to share things. You know, you have sisters. Eric, you, yes, you, have, I have, a si- sister. you have a sister. I yeah. have cousins, and I grew up in a daycare. One of the most frustrating things growing up is when you're saying you have to share this. Yeah. You know, when white America is telling you, you have to share your cornrows, you have to share your dream catcher, you have to share this. And some some, some cultures like, you know, the Native American culture, we, they, they don't want to share the headdress with you because you're not going to fucking honor it the way it's supposed to be honored. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, you know, like the cornrows. And... Okay, well, wait, there's a
1: huge difference between a headdress and cornrows, though. Um, is there no? I mean, because I mean, when she I'm just went, went on to it, a huge like the the like the process that goes into like why she wants to see the person that makes the the um, the uh, the dream catcher and like how like spiritual it is. I will. I, will say I don't that think there we're is, using the word spiritual when we're talking about making cornrows. No,
0: but but we're still using something that is very important and very fundamentally African American mm-hmm. and very intimate to that particular culture
1: i think if jacob showed up wearing a yarmulke one day i'd be <laughs> like uh jacob why are you wearing that yarmulke and if he just said because it looks cool i think i would have an issue with it yeah. but if jacob showed up <laughs> with cornrows one day i'd be like that's kind of weird but all right okay that's a valid but point think, that's a valid point because the yarmulke is a
0: religious is a religious yeah, yeah.
2: But I think though though it's the, that um, because of the hip hop has become a, a dominant culture in America. That's why though, at this time. If modest
0: Yahoo had gotten bigger, we'd all be wearing fucking yarmulkes right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just that actually, one that's not, that's, actually, that's not that's not true. We'd be wearing the the. <laughs> uh, um, the, the hats, the, the 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 Jew curls, the the Jerry the Jerry Jew curls. Oh Jesus! And the uh, there's there's my mom. Oh Fucking Moses! Someone cat me. Yeah, oh Moses! Go. And uh, but
2: I I had re- I related to this too. Like to use another Kardashian example as well. Like for a while, like I I don't know why, but I mean I wasn't hating on it too much, but it, I kind of get it now. We're all metalheads, yes for, sir. For a little bit in time, the Kardashians and you know people in hip hop. They would wear random, you know, oh, metal yeah, yeah, shirts sure, yeah. like Cannibal Corpse shirts, Megadeth shirts, Metallica shirts, you know, Slayer shirts so or whatever. Was
0: there was even a company that um, it wasn't Forever Twenty One, but there was some popular company that was making up metal names, metal band names, and then making fake band T-shirts mm-hmm. because they were just. I trying think to it was. You, you could yeah. still
1: go to Forever Twenty One and Target and things like that. You can go buy a Metallica shirt at Target right now. You can go to Forever Twenty One to get a like Slayer shirt. Oh well, yeah, but
0: you know what the the, the that's true, and the thing with that is the fact that it has been licensed to those companies. It has, and and I'm going to say that from the band's perspective, it's a Seth Rollins thing. They're cashing in, you know. Fuck whoever is, you know, fucking, you know, yeah, I don't I don't want Kim Kardashian wearing my shit. I don't really care about her. But at the same time, fucking Forever Twenty One's going to come to me and say... Let us sell your shirt. We're gonna give you this fucking money. Uh, fucking a fucking hey, I'll take that. As a metalhead, though, like when you okay, like let's say
2: you hold uh, hold dear fucking rain and blood. <laughs> rain <laughs> and okay, blood! for Is some kids, for some kids, like those outcast kids, they hold you know those metal classics very near and dear to their heart. Yeah, it's something yeah. totally different than an Indian headdress. But if we're gonna make uh, you know a more modern analogy, when you you hold you, when when you go to a metal
0: concert. It, that that's if that, that, that can be that can't not always but it can be a religious experience yes absolutely. exactly and I, I agree absolutely. with you
1: but you're making that I made that
2: point a little while ago
0: but, but you let me finish said that it was like
2: I heard it first so it belongs to me yeah no no no. but here's my thing though like when you see somebody like 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 uh, Justin uh, what's his name the other one not Timberlake Bieber? The, yeah when you see Justin Bieber wear your favorite band shirt and he can't even name one song Aren't you just a little offended? Well, do we know
0: that he can't name one song?
2: Yeah, because they actually went up you to You know he's like BFFs him, yeah. with Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah. yeah. But Marilyn Manson, he doesn't equate Slayer, though. You know what I'm In my book. <laughs> yeah. No, but... He's just so, like gothic culture.
0: But I, I do think that... Okay, so I was, I was listening to this argument about this... Or uh, Juicy J, for example. I'm sorry. In uh, 0809, 09. Um, I think it was Stella Artois. No, no, it wasn't them. It was... I, or maybe it was Heineken. Somebody, some fairly big uh, brand got a, got the rights to uh, um, Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. and so they had a commercial where they played Ace of Spades, and it was and it wasn't. They were playing Ace of Spades. It was they had Lemmy sitting on a bar stool, and Lemmy had a harmonica, and he was singing a slowed down version of Ace of Spades that was done specifically for this commercial, and it was it was really cool. But it was like everyone was pissed off, saying. Let me fucking sold out. What the fuck are they doing? You know, who is this? Who is that? And then you know, and, and at first I was like fuck. Yeah, he's right. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, this is our music. This is our time. This is our and then The argument that came back against that was well Did you look at who's doing the creative for this commercial? It's actually it's one of it is it is it's one of us It is one of uh, one of us pitched the idea to the boardroom Let's get this guy that is a popular in my culture in my metal culture and it will be a big yeah. hit within this. And when they came to Lemmy, and Lemmy was like, "All right," and this is these are my parameters. They they pitch the ideas back and forth, but then Lemmy cashed in on an idea that somebody from the metal community said, "I am in a position now where I can pitch this idea into a boardroom, where I can get exposure for my people, for my bands, that I can try to grow this." Because that's 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 the thing, you know. We a lot of people are very. Um, we're very protective of, of oh, yeah. our culture, you Our know, culture, our, yeah. You know, but a lot of, especially, you know, obviously, religion is a little bit harder to come into, and you know, ethnicity is you can't yeah. really come You're into, born into it, it. it. You know what I mean? But when you when you talk about other other cultures, you know, there, there has to be an entry point. There has to be a point where we grow the base, where we do all this stuff. And so, someone that is already in our group got into a boardroom, said, "We are going to." Get this set up so that we can expose the world to Lemmy, so we can expose the world to Motorhead, and we can do it in such a way that it's going to sell our product, sure, but Lemmy's also going to get a lot of fucking money. I think I, think that I like that. Though,
2: yeah. I'm okay with that because it's Lemmy doing it, and that's an example of cultural exchange. There's an equal amount of exchange. To use an example where you know the artist actually wasn't okay with it it was um, nike using revolution number no. 9 from yeah. the, the beatles yeah, yeah, yeah. where the beatles they didn't own the rights to their songs so you know some corporate dude owned the rights michael to their jackson. Songs. Michael Jackson yeah. Michael Jackson did it. Yeah. no it was before michael owned the rights michael, michael, michael jackson sold michael, it to michael. nike yeah oh, okay yeah 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 you're yeah. you're you right you're right. never mind yeah there's another example that was what of ruined him and, and paul mccartney's relationship and so um paul said he goes revolution number no. 9 was about you know my generation it's a yeah. song about my generation it wasn't meant to sell nike shoes you know, and you have a lot of examples of like punk bands, you know, like early punk bands, you know, that fucking made music that meant a lot to their yeah. cultures. And then you see, you know, a couple of years later, you know, these artists don't have the rights to their music. And you know, Cadillac is using their music to sell fucking Cadillacs or whatever. And it, it to me like that's that's what I kind of equated. You know, the whole like Cornrow thing, the whole like the, we didn't even get into the whole bindi thing, like about Gwen Stefani and Selena Gomez and stuff. Oh. Like using that stuff, I equate it to that. Where it's just like you're using something that means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it be a fucking Indian headdress, whether you know it be a fucking N.W.O. Wolfpack T-shirt that Kylie Jenner's wearing or whatever, something <laughs> that means something to me at a special time, something that I hold near and dear. Whether it be religious or non-religious, just something that that just that means
0: something to me. It
2: means nothing to you except for in
0: that moment it just looks cute. I I and I want to know like when I whenever I see something like that, I always I am not necessarily gonna give the benefit of the doubt, but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wait until I pass judgment because I want to know. Okay, do they really know? Do they really fucking like I have I I have this problem because I do not like to wear something if I've got a logo present on my body. I don't like it to be something that I don't know about. I don't represent. I don't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, whether it be a band an Admiral, or fucking yeah. Under Armour, or whatever the fuck. You know, mm-hmm. if I if I'm if I'm not about it, if I don't know about it, I'm not going to wear it. You know what I mean? And um, if it's got if it's got nothing fucking. Uh, uh, like, identifiable on it. I, I, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I might not give certain companies my money, but, you know, I'm still not going to stress on it, you know? You're not going to advertise but, for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to advertise for someone that I don't know. Not com. EB Castillo, check out for 10% <laughs> off. Anyway. Get um, a free yarmulke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do want to know, like, do people, if someone's wearing a band shirt or if someone's wearing a certain mm-hmm. thing, you know? I have been surprised by certain people and what certain people are into. And I know that I have surprised certain people as to what I am into. You know what I mean? Today, this morning, uh, I was at a a birthday brunch. And it came up the fact that uh, I I actually have a certification for a level one sommelier. And there was the kind of a... Thinking about it, like I've told that before. It's like some people are surprised by that. Because I don't necessarily come off as someone that wouldn't know anything about wine, you know, other than how to drink it. They don't know you, you then. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, and so when I think about, like, people wearing certain shirts, I always think about this uh, this thing I saw where it was Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman took a, a bunch of pictures, and she was wearing a shirt that just said Star Wars on it. And like someone on social media put up like here's some other fucking dumb bitch <laughs> that's just wearing fucking Star Wars because it's fashionable. I bet she doesn't know anything about the trilogies. She doesn't know weird. anything about whatever the Lay fuck. She doesn't. She doesn't know. You know, just some dumb bitch that thinks it looks cool. And then the next one was you. You are you talking about the bitch that was in three of the movies? Like, <laughs> yeah, it goes back. It goes back to the so my I, my. So hold on. It goes back to my that thing that about like price. where I
2: said like. At the beginning, like you're like you're very self-conscious, like oh my god, everything's fucking um, fucking cultural appropriation, according to all these articles. And then you click and see who the people that are making the comments on. They're making a comment on you know the you know the Indian, bean, bead, bindis, <laughs> the Indian beanie, bindies, bindies, the Harajuku <laughs> girls, the Chola culture, the metal shirts, all these things. And it's this hipster fucking you know little white kid. Speaking on behalf, you know, black people, Indian people, Native American people, you know, and and that's it's like the same thing. You thinking. know what? I yeah. just I
0: just had a theory. I just got a theory. It's predominantly the hipster white people that are doing this. The reason why is they do not want other cultures, traditions, and uh, aspects of other cultures to spread, because if those things don't spread, it is just that much easier to gentrify the rest of the nation. <laughs> that's it. That's got to be it. I just. Boom! Mind blown. I just thought of that in the last thirty seconds. Holy fucking shit! Just blew it wide open. That's it. That's there what it you is. Go, baby. That's what it is. Speaking That's, of cultural exchanges, uh, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Art cycle. Like uh, so, did you know that uh, t- today, yesterday, yesterday? Um, do you know what the Aztec eagle is?
2: Uh, okay, the so golden eagle.
0: The Aztec eagle is uh, an award given out by Mexico to foreigners. And it is the highest honor that the country of Mexico can give to a foreigner, and they have just bestowed bestowed the Aztec eagle on Jared Kushner. The fuck! Yep. Wow, that's random. Because no, it's because of his role. <clears throat> excuse me, because of his role in the negotiations of the USMCA, the US Mexico Canada Agreement that's supposed to replace NAFTA. And so because of his role in that, they gave him this fucking award, and a lot of people in Mexico are pissed about it.
2: I'm pissed about it. I don't even know all the details. Now, mind
0: you, the USMCA has been signed by all three countries. It has been signed by the presidents of all three countries, but it has not been approved. It still has to go through the US Senate in House. It still has to go through the Mexican version, the the Canadian version. Like there's still Parliament. a lot of fucking it's approvals. Shit, it's man. still got well, it. Well, it replaces NAFTA. NAFTA kinda needs replacing for a few different reasons. Not all the ones that fucking Trump and whatnot says, but a few. But um it still has to get but Mexico has decided to. Uh, bestow Jared Kushner with the—that's uh, some
2: kiss ass shit right there, man. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, like that's like some fucking bow down to me. Kind yeah, of shit. I don't. I don't know like the that fuck. bullshit. Yeah.
0: Because, and and the problem, the problem that I have with this is the fact that they have said that it is for his role in negotiating a fucking deal that has not been ratified. They're gonna have egg it's, on their face not, if they fucking it's not, doesn't go through. It's, it's, it has. It has. It <laughs> is you think not,
1: Mexico cares about having egg on their face? Mexico has like <laughs> the worst government. If you think the United States government is fucked up,
0: true. Yeah, they're yeah, like literally running around with egg on their face. Yeah.
1: all day long.
0: But I, I, it's just it, it, it's it's amazing to me that, that you know, like you said, that, that we we exchange culture, we we export culture. Yeah. But there is still a responsibility from other countries as to what do they they import in exactly and. Mm. That's that shocked the shit out of me. That Again, it, it, if it goes through, if it gets signed, if it ends up being and and the USMCA does have the possibility of being <laughs> the, a huge success. It it really and truly does. I doubt it, but it has a chance. Um but it's still not ratified and we still haven't seen the full effects of it and they still decided we're going to give Jared Kushner this fucking award. It, yeah. So, that is the uh that is the cultural exchange um Kevin Hart's incessive. Um cornrows are really only for black people and fighters. I don't believe that. That's not true. That's not true, but still. I will say this though. <laughs> I will say this though. You can't get mad at a UFC a girl
2: UFC fighter for putting or even a male one too cuz uh doesn't um Brian, Brian Ortega, Ortega does it and um, um uh, what's the name from Team Alpha Male? Uh, the head guy. Uh, uh,
0: Luke it. Sanders does it. Mm. Um, oh, shit. What's uh, name? Uriah Faber There you go. It. There you go. Um, yeah. It, it anyway, does with make longer sense. Hair. Yeah. Because it does I, make sense. I'll tell you right now. Uh, fucking uh, training jujitsu. Like, I need to. I just pull my hair back, like, triple, like, into a like, messy bun. Mm-hmm. And it still gets pulled out. I'm trying to, to be honest, I'm trying to learn how to do a French braid right now, specifically for training jujitsu. You should get uh, Princess you know?
1: Leia
2: buns. That would be dope. Yeah, I, I won't even lie. It'd be fucking. But awesome. like to, to go back with it, like the utility of it. Yeah, like it does. But like, that's s- but
0: that's the thing. It is the the purpose of it. The design of that is mm-hmm. it. It is supposed to be utilitarian. Yeah. yeah, and like Ronda Rousey, like she was getting shit
2: too. Like that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. She was getting shit because she always has like these elaborate cornrows in her hair every time she comes out, like on Raw or on a pay per view or whatever. And it's just like, oh, that white girl is taking our culture. But it, this is an example of it being done right. She actually has like you know, African American ladies doing her hair for her, who she pays handsomely to yeah. do it. So it's not it's not an example of her appropriating the culture, it's her actually exchanging the culture, where it's actually she's doing it right. She's not out there saying, Oh, this is my fighter braid. Um, you know
1: what?
0: I'm gonna tell you right now, my favorite thing about Rhonda Rousey?
1: So okay, wait, so just to get it right, so you do have a, a problem with the the comment I, saying I, fighter braid, but the act the act
2: I, itself, you don't have an I issue think, with that? I don't have a
0: problem with any of it. I am. I am telling what the argument would be from the outside. Then the fact that it is something. You I don't even um, argument with any no. of that. To,
2: I'm the cat on the fence. Like I, I don't. Ha- I'm not. I don't. Re- to me, like, I, like it doesn't affect me in one way yeah. or other. But it affects other people. So there, I can see what they mean by their argument, where they're totally disregarding like the history and the culture and who it actually came from, and they're making it seem to to white America. Oh, here's a new thing that. I Kim Kardashian created, or it just got barely started by you know 2005. It's the fighter braids. It's yeah. the Misha tape braids, or whatever. It's the Joanna Jin J chase. It's not the 200 400 years of slaves putting their hairs in braids because this is what you know Whoa, is utilitarian. Well, so, I mean, at the beginning
1: but, of this, you talked about how we were introduced to to, to metal by like via corn or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's how I was introduced. So a lot of the things, if if I was a, like a young metalhead and all I really knew was corn. And I talked to like an older metalhead, and I was like, man, Korn's metal. And they were like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like, fucking. But didn't that happen to you? Didn't that happen to you, though? Mm, Yeah, probably in high school, I got some like grief. Because it happened to me as well. I didn't really know a lot of it, you know? And so I'm not going to really falter because, you know, all she's been really been introduced to is like. Spider braids or that kind of thing. I mean, that's what you know. That's what you know. I'm not going to like.
2: No,
0: but Kim Kardashian, knows. She, this, here's the thing. Kim Kardashian has okay. enough black men. Yeah. To know. That she, she's got to know But I'm something. just saying, like, if that's your There's background a in it. There's ignorance and just being, you know, yeah. If
2: that's your background in it, then that's your background in but it. But it's not yeah. her background on yep. it. That You can't use that argument for Kim because she, like you said, not to say to point out her dating history, but she's very. <laughs> yeah, she's dating very- a lot of black guys a lot, lot's an understatement yeah but like she she grew right, up in Jay? la she grew up in la you know what oj I'm saying? might be her dad that's chloe's dad. <laughs> oh chloe sorry yeah. <laughs> anyways i'm sorry that i know that but if it it, it, it perpetuates like to white america that, that oh yeah. this is the new thing for them for those people who haven't been introduced to it and I do I do see where you're going with it Like I do think there has to be a little bit more compassion on both sides like people need oh, yeah, to be, for sure for sure be, people need to be a little bit more sensitive to the fact that not everybody's going to be Aware of these facts and at the same time when you get offended like that like if you're a part, <laughs> do, part there, of part of this hold on hold on hold on let me finish <laughs> that when you Okay, 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 okay let you finish. finish. Yeah yeah, the other thing is that with the cornrows interrupt- is the fact that it's, oh, it's... Damn it! Can I finish it, my point? Yeah. You, you do remember. it to us all the time. So <laughs> the other
0: point is that with the... The whole thing is with the, the black... Uh, the the <laughs> black culture and, and using the cornrows is it was utilitarian, right? So when it becomes a fighter issue like the fighter rows, you don't see all of these different white fighters walking around day to day with their hair in cornrows. You see them coming into their fight, whether it be MMA, uh, uh, some of them into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. uh, uh, uh You see like in uh, certain uh, kickboxing matches where uh, I can attest personally be having long hair myself like yeah, yeah, yeah. it sucks and so again it again fulfills that utilitarian purpose it is keeping it under control so it's not going to get pulled get it's not the same thing because it's not like my hair is just going to be fucking waving all over the place it's my hair is going to get like caught up on something on the ground mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's still in that same sense from in the fighter braid quote unquote it's it's not as I don't think it is the same type of thing as cultural appropriation as someone that's just saying that it's fucking a white woman in the 50s fucking made this because it's still in a similar spirit in the fact that I'm doing this because I have to. You don't see me walking around all the time because I like it. It's this has to get done. Otherwise, I'm going to have tufts of hair pulled out, which like I said, I'll tell you right now, I have had hair, a lot of hair pulled out of my head during jujitsu and it sucks. (laughs)
2: But like what I was saying, what I was trying to say with you though, this is, yeah, I I hate it when people, when they get offended about something and they feel like it's a license to absolutely kill somebody. I actually got an argument with one of my, I don't want to say their name, one of my friends' wives about this too because they, they, for me, I think she gets way too offended about stuff. And to me, I was trying to tell her, like, look, like you don't have to fucking go there to like the bot, like sink to the level of like a Trump supporter whenever you get offended and start, you know, calling people names and, you know, accusing them being racist or whatever or doing like you don't need to sink to their level to make your point. I mean, I'm guilty of myself. I'm (laughs) talking about a hypocrite here. But but it's with her. It's like 100 percent of the time I said, look, you're you're losing people. You're not going to be able to see it from their perspective and they're not going to want to see it from your perspective if you're constantly villainizing them as well like you gotta you know it's not your responsibility to educate everybody but at the same time you got to show them the same compassion that you would want for yourself as well so like like i said with me to use at the beginning of the show where i said hey not very many people know what it's like to be biracial you know what i'm saying and have to deal with the fact that you get rejection from both sides of what you legitimately are unless you're actually biracial yourself and when you know someone you know I guess you could say hurts my feelings or whatever. You know, my knee jerk reaction is always going to be like, God damn it, you fucking you know, to to do that. But the more intelligent and more compassionate thing to be like, look, this is what I have to struggle with. I know you might have your own struggles and you maybe you think that, hey, you know, because I look like Snow White's little brother, like everything's all peachy king and all sorts of privilege, which I probably do have a lot of, or I know I do I have. But at the same time, it's a different struggle than what you go through it 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 you know different kind of emotional pain than you go through you know what i'm saying and it, it, nobody should have to be responsible for constantly educating people on it but when it comes up that's a part of fucking it's a part of communication where right. you will be like hey that hurts you know what i'm saying like when you fucking reject me you know what i'm saying like and i'm a part actually like half of me is a part of your culture because i, I it's not like i can run to you know my white side and be fully accepted either like you guys witnessed it when my cousin came you know on the podcast yeah. where he's like oh jacob's
0: the mexican yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
2: i'm like white as fuck over here damn right?
0: it keith you racist yeah. motherfucker you hurt <laughs> jake was fucking no and it's not keith i won't <laughs> say that but i'm saying like
2: that's how i'm viewed on my white side of the family i'm viewed as you know the mexican when i went to go visit family in canada like i stood out like fucking my name was wesley snipes like it's it's a whole other you know yeah, yeah, yeah. box of beans so it's like I, <laughs> you. I, beans. I,
1: I, I just have an issue with people getting like offended by
2: as me too by
1: no. uh instagram posts and things like that that stuff really bugs me there's like this big internet culture right now and we just need to like learn to live with it i think there's a huge divide between the people that didn't grow up with internet culture and kids that are growing up with internet culture Amen. right now i agree and internet culture right now is a kid in kansas and a kid in japan are like next door neighbors yeah because of the internet and so you kind of have to, for, you you gotta forget all that shit, you know. You, you gotta like stop getting offended by Kim Kardashian saying whatever she's saying. I, I, that bugs me so much. So that it's just like, you know, there's kids in cages right now. There's kids getting tear gas yeah. shot at them, and that's offending you. That's like, what going Kareem to Kareem Bar said. like that's I, what it. Just Bar bugs said, yeah. me but so but much. People ki- arguing on Facebook and like saying like this offends me. This oh like people just on both sides of the aisles that people get so easily offended and they just get over themselves but the
0: thing is like with the kid in Kansas, the kid in japan being next door neighbors they're next door neighbors online and when that computer turns off they each go to their respective homes they're each they are surrounded by the influential people are their parents the influential people are their neighbors and their friends like still the people that are physically around them those that Kansas and that Japanese person that are neighbors are also neighbors in that same sense with a Chinese person, with an Australian person, with someone that's in Mexico, that's someone that on the other side of you know just on the other side of Japan or on the other side of the U.S. And so there's not one individual um, influence that's as strong online as there is with the immediate culture around those people. So there's still there is still that point where they're looking at the world through the lens of what is immediately around them, of what their family history is, of what their town history is, of what mm-hmm. their their skin color history is, of what their, you know. And I, I think you're right, Jacob. I think you're right that, that it's not everyone's responsibility to educate everybody. It's definitely not. No. And it's, it's not anyone's responsibility to understand what everyone is going through. But I think it's a responsibility for everyone to understand that, all right, they see things differently. They see things from their certain viewpoint. You know what I mean? We don't want to go through just the – it is ignorant and dumb just to say, well, if he had just stopped, put his hands up, and absolutely listened to everything, he wouldn't have been shot by the police. Yeah. Like, that's that's not – like, okay, in several cases, yes, that is how that works, but that's not – Culturally, what that person is taught that is not the day-to-day life that is actively uh, influencing that one very extreme Decision. situation. You know what I mean? And that could be something where, you know, a person dealing with the police, that could be... Um, and just some guys getting an argument with someone from a completely different country online, that could be fucking cornrows, that is, this is an anomaly, this is, this is, I have my world, this is the way that I see things, and holy fucking shit, someone just barely outside is doing something that does not compute. And so we we have to understand that okay they, they don't necessarily get it they don't understand we don't get it we don't understand but there's there is there is a, 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 a miscommunication not a miscommunication, there is a failure to understand. Yeah, a failure side. to understand. There yeah. there there's a mutual ignorance and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with us not knowing what's going on with other people in other cultures whether it be ethnic, religious, uh you know fucking musical whatever and there's nothing wrong with other people not understanding ours the problem becomes when we believe that our answers are the only not even just only answers not even just only answers when we believe that our answers are the easy answers when we believe they could have done all these things but you know what if they had just done this i you know i've been pulled over how many times i just sat there and i was okay you know I just did this, I just did that, and everything worked out fine. It's not just the fact that, that we think that it's the o- our answer is the only answer. It's that we think that our answer is the easy answer, the reasonable answer, the logical answer, the whatever you know, and that's that's taken away from other people's experience. And we don't have to know those people's experience. We just have to understand that it's different from ours. You said one thing too, when you were talking about Big Brother, that one episode of Big Brother where you know I love Big Brother. I talked about it in a few episodes, so Yeah. I'll let you say it again <laughs> if
2: you want, but like as where is the 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 small person where he says, Hey, the M word, you know, hurts me and, you Oh know, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah, black yeah. lady got, you know, offended because he said the N word in
0: passing or something or Yeah he he was trying to he was trying to make an example, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like, it, to me, like, that's the same thing, too. Like, you're, you can't just get offended and then shut down, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a whole other perspective. Like, yeah. you, it doesn't give you license to say, oh, you're just a midget, you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. you're like, you're being equally as fucking offensive, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's is the, it equally? Because you just said it,
1: but I would like you to, to say the N-word now.
0: No. I I I thought the exact same fucking thing. Art. Is it the same? I thought the exact same fucking thing. I've never heard you
1: say the n word
2: on this podcast, and you never will. <laughs> so it's not the same. I think I think the stigma of it is a little bit more um, worse. I think
0: okay, so I think,
2: but it hurts the same. I think for those
0: for oh, some definitely. people, it's because because that's the thing. There's a stigma about it across the board for the n word. Whereas, there is not quite the stigma for the M word, except within that particular culture. I'm the only
1: person on this that didn't say the Washington football team's real name. I co- referred to it as the Washington football team.
0: Oh, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, huh. just saying. Art, you're better Do you know where the,
0: that
2: term came from, too? the Washington football teams whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can not say it motherfucker alright you made us you made
0: you made Jacob hey, you Jake guys play each other two it. times
1: a year you can say it if there's one person on the table that can say it, it's
2: Jacob that's anyways, true anyways a refrain but the reason why is they're called red uh skin words <laughs> red n words rrs the
0: reason why they're called rs's
2: yeah rs's is because not because of like the tone of the skin, which you know, which logically, which you would think that's why or whatever. Yeah. But no, it's because I guess um, during that time period where that you know term became popular, um, I guess like white generals and lieutenants or whatever, uh, they would have to to prove that they massacred you know you know a certain tribe or whatever our savages. We we're just watching Pocahontas for the freaking uh, uh, podcast or whatever. <laughs> that they, they got those savages is that you know they would have to take actually scalp off you know a piece of their skin or their genitalia and you know you would see this oh did you did you get the red skin yeah. And that's where that came from. Yeah. So it's actually a very violent fucking history, that name. So it's just like, it's not just like, oh, your skin tone or whatever. No, no, no. no. They're talking about yeah, fucking yeah. something violent and brutal. Which
0: in a lot of ways is even worse. <laughs> yeah. I know. It like, makes me
2: think, like, god dang, they really do need to change that name. Like, yeah. I have no problem with you calling them like the, the Washington Indians or whatever because. You don't name a football team after something that is horrible unless it's, like, the Green Bay Packers. They should have changed it to the Washington Warriors a long time ago. Even you the Warriors kind of sound a little fucking, like, iffy. To me, just call them, like, the Indians or Natives or something. Something. I mean, I, uh, the I Natives? Do you, you think the Natives sound better than the Warriors? Because the Warriors implies that, like, it's savages or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That if, every single member is a... Uh, yeah, okay. Is a warrior or whatever. That, okay, and it's that. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that that's kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're kind of implementing, like, that savage savagery or whatever. So, I mean, if you did, like like the Indians or if you want to name it after a specific tribe and get their permission like the Seminoles or the Utes or whatever. They should have yeah. done that. Yeah, that would have yeah. been cool. Yeah, because it, it implies like it's you're paying your respects, yeah. you're showing respect and it's to not offensive. To people that actually lived in that area. Exactly. Yeah and it's you you're 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 not going to like i said you're not going to name a football team after something that's that's bad like i said unless it's like the, the meat packers because that's what the packers yeah. were named after like that's stupid like that there's nothing yeah. cool about that like lions tigers bears bangles you know what i'm saying that's all like that that sounds like like you know that's a, that's a positive thing to be to get behind or whatever a, a
0: red skin that that just sounds that just sounds horrible like i don't want to be a bloody nutsack the like other thing horrible. about that is the fact that you know i hear a lot of a lot of the arguments is, well it's always been like that that's tradition that's all this that's you know we've always done this since you know however long ago and my <laughs> first thought with washington teams because remember the washington bullets yeah yeah <laughs> my, my my first thought is well how many other traditions predate this particular tradition like <laughs> uh, you know like Native Americans and particular tribes and like, you know, to say that this is tradition in and of itself is not necessarily, especially in football, is not necessarily the best argument. The second one is that argument is very much so the, oh, he grew up in a different time. Like oh this was okay when he was a child you know oh well you know what he's not a child anymore like he fucking learned like Paula Dean went through all this time at the Food Network before she said what she said about the little the little kid, black kid that was in a little tuxedo you know what I mean <laughs> like there is there was a chance to learn you know and they were they are in a position to learn that if they had been on an island segregated somewhere else I'm all right I just had the bird if they <laughs> I offered art comedy. um. If they had been segregated completely, if they were unaware, if somehow they were, you know, not privy to certain education over the last 50 years or whatever the fuck, okay, then maybe, maybe what they grew up with works, you know, because that's all they know. But no, 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 like a, 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 an NFL organization and the fans of an NFL team, a billion dollar fucking machine that's fucking rolling on year after year, like, no, to that's that's they've had they've had access to education. I'm willing to I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt in the 50s and the 60s and say that you know what that was just the times because that what that that was just the times. But you know what time. that doesn't fucking 90s, apply dude. anymore because that is not like the times 20 anymore. 20 years. You know? Too late. I'll
2: I, say this too like in our in our lifetime um and I'll make another like elementary school reference like it was okay to call like another person, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you know what I'm saying like I remember like being out like on the on the schoolyard and like kids would call each other like oh don't be a I remember the first time I heard another
1: kid call each other gay. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, dude. I I thought that kid was like Chris
2: Rock, dude. I but, was like, that kid just called you gay. That's yeah. the funniest thing but you, ever. But, heard. but that was. But then we get Exposure yeah. to it. We get yeah. educated. And you're like, oh, that's not cool to do. You yeah. Know of what I'm course. Saying? Yeah. And I remember even like managers that I would have at McDonald's, like you know the actual lady that ran the place, like, oh man, don't don't run around and being like a little. Like, shit, yeah, fact, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, about it, you know, like talking to somebody. Don't be you know, a small bundle of sticks.
0: Yeah, like, don't. And it's just <laughs> like, you
2: think at the time, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And she was a, a black lady, too, at that. And so it's just like, you, you're just kind of like, you just kind of roll with it, not thinking about it. Then you think back at it, and you're like, wow, that was fucked up, you know, for someone to say that, you know, to someone, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, what if that person, you know, was a homosexual and, you know, they lived the rest of the. I remember her saying that, you know. And what if that person is was a homosexual and, you know, they have to live the rest of their life with that stigma of like, oh, they just call me faggot. Like, you know, what? that's that's horrible. It's just yeah. like that, that that the whole midget thing and the N-word thing where yeah. it's just like, fuck, it hurts me. And but the stigma at the time wasn't as intense as it is now.
0: Well, I was listening to a, 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 a Unhappy Hour with Matt Belisai, and I don't remember who the guest was, but he had a, he has a guest every a guest complainer every episode. And one of the recent guests was a very successful uh, uh, gay comedian, right? Mm -hmm. And he's talking about his formative years, you know, when he really, like, he saw um, Eddie Murphy Raw. And, like, it was his, like, when he was a child, like, this was it. This was the pinnacle of comedy. And this is the greatest thing ever. And it was so hilarious. And, you know, he saw it several times as a child. And then he went, you know, several years without seeing it. Yeah. During that time... He, he figured, you know, he's figuring himself out. You know, he is, he is homosexual. You know, he, he, he's going through all these struggles because he's trying to hide it. Because he feels like it's wrong. He's trying to date girls. He's trying to get mm-hmm. all this stuff figured out. He's trying to keep it in the closet. And then I, I think, I think he said that while he was in college, and he's starting to explore uh, stand-up comedy. It was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go back, this is YouTube. YouTube is a thing now, you know, 04, whatever. I am gonna go back and I'm gonna watch Raw. And the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of Raw is just gay bashing. You know and he funny did about not that? realize, he didn't realize Dang. at the time. But now here he is, you know, talking about how it's, it's, it's subhuman, and it's something to be ashamed of, and it's something you have to hide. And he's like, this is something that was so formative to me as a person, as a comedian, and now he's realizing because of the shame that he held for so long that, well, motherfuck, this was formative to me on a subconscious level that I didn't even fucking realize. It it, it it inbred a certain amount of shame and fear inside of me, and I didn't even fucking realize it. And it's something that was perfectly fine at the times. Do you know what the irony it, of it is? Huh. It's an open secret,
2: and you know, remember a couple of years ago, he actually got busted for it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy is a bisexual man. Yeah. And hey, what? I didn't know that. He yeah. is. He is bisexual. Um, yeah, Scary Spice, that, yeah. uh, who he had a long relationship with she talks about it recently um charlie murphy talked about it a lot of comedians at the comedy store yeah. a lot of the, they talk about it like yeah he he sometimes he likes the company of other men and you know he recently he or not recently but you know back in the 90s he got busted you know for picking up transsexuals or whatever he tried to hide it of course saying oh i was just trying i would be a nice person you know and give them right or whatever but he but it's pretty much an open yeah, yeah. secret now that donkey yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yep, he's, he's bisexual. Which I'm—I don't give a fuck who's dick he sucks, yeah. but it's just like you look back on Raw. That is a classic piece of stand-up yeah. comedy. Comedy, but you look back on it and you're like, yeah, he. Even if he's a straight man, you're like, wow, that—that's cringy. Yeah. But then when you look at it, you're like, wow, you're a bisexual man, and you are trying to run from it. You are trying yeah. to run from it.
1: Yeah, but I have a—I have a lesbian friend who I won't say her name, but. You know, or... Yeah. And I remember she told me, like, she kind of went through something, like, really similar where she was, like, um she was, like, dating dudes and things like that, and, like, she just wasn't into it, mm-hmm. and, and, like, and a lot of it be- was because of that, because it was, like, uh, like, South Park was really popular at the time, and, like, yeah. that was, like, the thing, and and then, like, that was... It was so easy just to call someone, like, oh, like, calling someone gay or something like that. It was just so negative, that she was like so afraid around right. that. Especially like being like our age group when South Park was like so big. Like you mm-hmm. you could not be like a gay or lesbian person in high school or something. Like I, I can't imagine going through something like that, like being so bottled up or something like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. And there's and there's a lot of people that you know to this day that are very uh bottled up, that that are very like in their own circles mm-hmm. that are don't understand. That there is more out there than what they realize, you know, and, and the things that influence them, like the first 10 or 15 minutes of Raw, you know, they don't think about that consciously. That is just a part of life, and they don't have a chance to. Uh, I was reading an article recently about um, certain gangs in uh, uh, LA and that there are big account- uh, apartment complexes where basically nobody. Leaves the apartment complexes unless it's for gang activity. Like that—that that oh, is a jungle. community with the, the, jungle. Yeah, the, the jungle. jungle. Yeah, the jungle. Exactly, the jungle. Yeah, and so and so you know, we're, we're guys that have never gone to a movie theater to go mm-hmm. see a movie, guy, people that have you know these people that their whole lives is in this culture, and those people don't have an experience, the the, the chance to learn anything outside of what is force fed to them because this is what they live the entire time. But a lot of other people especially those that are older, those that lived through the 50s and 60s and whatnot, a lot of them have had the chance to figure this stuff out. A lot of them have seen, you know, the rise and death of MLK. You know, a lot of them have seen certain things, you know, the the Civil Rights Movement go from being a problem and like rabble-rousers to you know, a heroic movement, you know, and a lot of those people have had a chance to figure out that, okay, this was fine back in the 50s. And this is what I grew up with when I was 10. I'm not 10 anymore. The world's not the same. Mm-hmm. You know? It got evolved. And a lot of them just haven't fucking figured that out. Yeah. That,
2: That's the unfortunate thing, too, about a society. is like when you don't... You have the opportunity to grow, and you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That, I always, I'm always trying to like push this show. Like, I Love You, America by Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Where every, you know, couple episodes she goes out to a family's house, like out, you know, in Louisiana or in the heart of Texas or Iowa or wherever. A very Republican family. And Sarah Silverman is very, you know, yeah. typical, atypical liberal Hollywood, you know, person. And she goes out there and what I dig, you know, they don't agree at all on any issues. Like she'll bring up the issue, whatever, and they'll have like a friendly, you know, banter back and forth about it. But she'll try to ask them, Well, why do you feel that way? Why is that yeah. such a big deal to you? Where she comes out of it like thinking, "Oh, she understand. They now I understand why they think that it might be out of ignorance or inconvenient inconvenience that they don't want to you know think any other way. But I get why they're like that because they are in, like you said, like the in like the jungle. You know, in yeah. LA, they're in this box and this is all they know. This is all they see. Anything outside of that comes through the TV, which is you know <laughs> greatly <laughs> exaggerated. Sketchy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hollywood on TV is way different than Hollywood in real life. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's actually like six different Hollywoods, if you will. The Hollywood sign's not near any one of them. No. And fucking, <laughs> so it's just like, that's that's the thing too, where it's just like, and I think this podcast, I've talked about it a couple times, where it's just like, you don't want to go into something thinking just one thing and then look up things that're just going to be you know a confirmation bias where all right. you see is just the one thing like you try to see it from both sides like this whole topic like it's, I was trying to find like okay what's an example of cultural appropriation and what's an example of something that's considered a, or exchange you know that it's exchange that's really exchange but people are calling it cultural appropriation you know that you you try to you know ...filter that yeah. out, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't do that, and that's on both sides. Yeah. Both sides that's are guilty of year. it. Because like you said, Art, like some people get just way too offended about stuff that... And this that was the whole purpose of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's article. It was like, you guys are getting way too offended... By this and then there's kids in cages you know what i'm saying yeah there's bigger issues in this world than cornrows and fucking headdresses and stuff
0: i I will say that coming back to that like there is there is a certain point like uh in jujitsu like i'm just i'm just a blowy blue belt but i have something to teach white belts and so like there are certain techniques that we'll do and i have to teach them the basic mechanics all right you're just gonna put your your uh, shin here you're gonna put your other foot here you're gonna grab these cuffs and here's the motion okay and then once they f- once they figure that out, then it's like okay, so you put your shin here, but really you want your shin positioned this way, and you want your foot yeah on my leg, but you're really looking for the lower part. And once they get the basic technique, then you can start nitpicking and getting at all the little details. And that's a lot of like uh, uh, what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, his thing is saying is there's still a lot of basic stuff we got to figure out. Like there's definitely nitpicking to be done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we have gotten we haven't gotten past all of the major points. We got the, we can start doing some nitpicking, you know, as as a culture, as a society, but we, we haven't gotten past the, the whole the major portions of the techniques. What I do love about his article as well, and I
2: probably should wrap this show up. Yeah, <laughs> but what I do love about his article is he goes, We got you gotta also look at the positives that our culture has done. And by our culture, I mean you know, the African American culture. <laughs> He goes. We have become. We're starting to become the dominant culture. He goes. That's that's a very good accomplishment in itself, right there. We have to. We have to look at the positives on that. And he goes. What would we rather have? Be out there. The old culture where you know you have segregation, and you know people can't drink at the same water water fountain, can't use the same you no. know bathroom facilities, or would we rather be Nick? picking about cornrows and you know yeah. things like that would we rather what wh- which which world would you rather live in and he goes yeah. i'd rather live in the one that we're progressing towards yeah, yeah you know so i don't know you got anything art
1: um no
2: not really all right so with that said everybody. Uh, I, mean, I, I feel
1: like i feel like
2: there's like this is a conversation
1: that can go board. on there's for hours right, yeah. and hours because i mean i guess i agree with him like yes i think that we're making progress but at the same time um let's not confuse progress for like success like we're not people people gain offended and and the fact that you know like um, that that's still a thing and like whether it was black culture or like Hispanic culture or whatever it is mm-hmm. does it does it matter would that be a success if this was like Hispanic culture was a dominant culture in in the United States would that be a success or would that be like not progress or would or would we be at a point where Uh, like, Asian culture is the main culture in the United States, would that be progress, or would that not be progress? I hear what you're
2: saying, but I think, for what I think he's talking about is, like, when an oppressed culture becomes one of the more dominant cultures.
1: So, any culture that's oppressed. Well, like,
2: the most oppressed culture. Like, African Americans have been the most oppressed. I mean... He's Native speechless. That's how or Native that's Americans, are I
0: was gonna say Native Americans might be a little bit more oppressed, like in long term. Yeah, I mean, Native American but... culture is probably that's like well, that would Native be a I whole other. Decide. That would that would be hate that, meals, Jacob That would
2: be a prog- <laughs> To me, that would be a big progress as well. Yeah. It's like Native. I I just I agree, I get what he's saying.
1: I don't hundred percent agree. Like I I I get what he's saying. I don't know if I a hundred percent agree with what he's saying because I, I don't I don't view it as like one culture being the dominant culture as no. progress.
2: But but with hip-hop culture, though, it's not just black culture. Like, with his po- – I think I'm just not talking or articulating it correctly. <laughs> where he's saying, you know, hip – our culture is starting to become the dominant culture, which is spilling out to being where everybody is on an equal playing field. We're all races Where you got let, – let's just break down hip-hop culture real quick. Like, you know, you got <laughs> the Jabberwockies who – they're Asian, and that's a part of hip-hop culture. You got <laughs> – let's use – Little Rob, for example, okay, like you got Latinos who are welcome in that culture. You got okay, every after Eminem, white people are very welcome in the culture. You know, it's a culture that is a more welcoming culture. How about po- all that? I don't. I think there are exceptions, but I don't think. No, it's not hundred percent, but it's more it's more accepting than the previous culture that was before. Correct. Where we, me and R, are saying if you like med- if you like metal music, you're you're that's a white thing to like. You'll I think. still
1: think that people that like insane clown posse go like that's a white person. Well it's no, because
0: like- the metal the metal community wasn't the one that was kicking people out. It was other Hispanics or other black people saying you can't like metal, that's a fucking white person. Yeah. So it's not the culture kicking them out, it's the cultures that are on the out that are saying, You can't go over there. That's it's it that's not the same.
2: That's not the same thing. It's, maybe it's not, yeah. maybe not, though, because, I mean, when you look at some of those bands, though, like, you know, the, the popular bands at yeah. the time or whatever. Like I said, Ark said, we can keep going forever and ever about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. But to me, the way I saw it back in the 80s, you know, when my uncle was riding around in a fucking Jeep Wrangler, fucking bumping Snake and shit. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't see a fucking Mexican band, metal band doing it. And it's not because... Mexicans weren't trying to get into it. There was a lot of Mexican yeah. bands that were trying to make it on the Hollywood. Trust me, I, I did a whole fucking research paper on it. There were Mexican bands on the Sunset Trips trying to make it, but only the fucking white bands were getting signed. Yeah. So a lot of black bands as well. Living Color was one of the only bands that yeah, yeah, yeah. came out of that, but there was a lot of them trying to break through into these industries and they just couldn't, only the white ones. But again,
0: that's not the, 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 the metal culture keeping them out. That's the executives, sure. Yeah. That's executives, I think, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: who, in my opinion,
1: the band that invented like real punk music is Bad Brains, it's a bunch of black guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they invented punk music. It's not like punk music was keeping them out. They invented it. They invented that culture. That's still like to this day. I mean, you have festivals like Afro Punk that pay tribute to things like that. That are like we know, we know the origins of this this black music. It's like, like when I listen to punk music, yeah, I see a bunch of white guys. But realistically, this is a black music. Like you have to realize that rock music, metal music, this is black music. Uh, I mean, I feel like
2: so I it mean, goes it's, back it's, to you saying though, like it's black music. But I, I, to me, it's like the ultimate goal is is not to be black, white, Mexican, or whatever. It's just American, like you said. It should be American music. You know? Well,
1: I mean, I yeah, that, that's not exactly what I was getting at. But what I'm saying is like. We need to, like, be able to appreciate each other's cultures without saying that
2: that's white, that's black.
0: That yeah, one yeah. is lesser than another. Yeah.
1: So, like, I can say, like, hey, like, I like metal music. I understand that this is the origins of this come from, like, this, like, Afro-punk style. I get that. I'm not trying to make it, like, my own thing. I, I just, I get it. Like, I, I mean, I grew up listening to, like, salsa music because my parents would play that in the morning. You know, I get that that's my background of, like, where are like... My parents, what they listened to, you know, like I, they didn't listen to brat, bad brains or something like that. Like, <laughs> um, I just, I just got into it. I mean, we just need to like be able to accept that, you know, we all come from different backgrounds and it's okay to share cultures, but as long as we understand like our own individual backgrounds, it's all right.
0: You can, you can go to the restaurant, you can eat the kimchi and you can say, this is good or this is bad. And it doesn't matter if the guy that made it was black, white, Korean, whatever it, it is good or it's bad on its own merits and not on... The, 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 the skin color, color of creator. the skin. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think we're all saying the same thing. Just, very similar.
0: Yeah. Jacob's totally off. The rest of us are good. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. I have no issue with so, Kim Kardashian. Okay. Doing whatever um, so to finish this up, uh, a man in Tampa bought a boat. He very quickly grounded the boat. Uh, he could not afford to get the boat ungrounded. So it's been there for a month. It's the Moonraker 2. People that have been living in the area have complained about it. And so his plan is, because he can't afford to hire a service to get the boat because he has nine children, uh, he has said that he is going to buy a second boat, use that boat to tow the first boat, and then he's going to resell the second boat. This way he can get some of the money back and it won't be quite as expensive because he has children ranging from 6 to 23 because he was in the military and he says, I had a child every time I came back from the deployment, which doesn't quite make sense. And, uh, yeah, of course this all happened in Florida. <laughs> so we're going to have that segment at the end of every show. Should <laughs> well, it I happen think, in Florida? this I think when we need a, I, we could, well shit, I didn't think about that. We could, I but <laughs> I if like it. A, if, too sweet. If we need a fucking chaser or whatever, you know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> and With that's that's that, that said, what
1: did Florida do this time? <laughs> Eric, take it away. All
0: right. So join the Facebook group. This one for sure. Fucking let us know what the fuck we got right. What the fuck we got wrong. Uh, <laughs> let us know how we insulted you. And, um, if this time reasonable. I feel like you can send some hate you know I mean? mail yeah, you, to me. Yeah, you probably could send some hate mail around all the way around. But if not, you know, just let us know. Uh, we're just trying to understand. We're not trying to be offensive. We're trying to figure it out. And this is our interpretations. You know what I mean? Join the Facebook group. Like the Facebook page. Um, Art and Jacob do America. Uh, if you uh, want to follow Art on Instagram, he's at robots versus robots. It's robots vs. robots. Jacob over here basically is at Art and Jacob do America. That's right. And then myself, I'm at EB Castillo the first on Instagram. And I have just started a Twitter uh so i am at you don't even follow me sir well i just started it like two or three days ago dude that's like, no excuse i, I, I log
1: on to twitter once every like three months
0: at eb castillo two. I, I don't it. know why the fuck it gave me the two like it was i guess one and like nothing we fucking taking so at eb castillo two. i do have one tweet up right now um so you know if you want to follow <laughs> that go for it i wonder you know? what it is i want um, to go check it out so it was inspired by uh, dave Chappelle. And uh, fucking, uh, I'm rich, uh, bitch. Uh, yeah, but no. Well, is anyway. that what it was? Uh, no, it's not. Hashtag uh, #Eric. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, like that. Uh, if you go to NotDeadGetApparel.com and you use code EB Castillo, that's Eric Benigno Benigno, Benigno Castillo. EB Castillo, you'll get ten percent off. Yeah, um, you know they're a great company with some stuff. Uh, again, we were drinking Skull Coffee this time. SKOLCOFFEE.COM Um, I think that's everything that we got for right now. Oh, if I get Elizabeth Jackman, Emily Kerrigan, Elizabeth Warren. You all get shout outs. Uh, Shane and Liz, congratulations on the wedding. Uh, Like, review, put comments, especially for this one. You know, give us some comments. Let us know what's what was what. Jacob over here is holding a very special sticker. Oh. To no, our
1: heart. no, not dead. Uh,
2: what do you got there? Oh, no. Just make sure you check out some lo- other local Bakersfield f- Bikersfield podcast. Bakersfield. Bikers Bakersfield. Uh, yeah, Alejandra, our biggest fan. She has a podcast, has had a podcast since 2017. What? You need to do better freaking uh, uh, marketing on that because... I didn't even know that, really. So make sure you see, you look up uh, Geekly Distraction. I thought you were a bot this whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
0: thought fucking Jacob bought you. Jacob bot you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Jacob
1: was catfishing
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> also check up, uh, check out Kevin Workman's podcast, uh, Nerds on Topic. Uh, I guess it's no longer a local Bakersville
0: podcast. No, it's anymore. not. He's he's, he he's out, North Carolina but yeah. oh, now, but right. but it's still it's still a thing. So go check it out. nurse on topic. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope yes, you had sir. a Smooth move, yes, sir. Um,
2: not a poop. I hope you had a good poop. I got to get you
0: way. up. Soon, uh, good man,
1: Thanksgiving. Um, yep. It's Sound like he was going through
2: stuff.
0: Yeah, stuff stuff. That's, uh, that's kind of why. Like I haven't, I haven't quite hit him up yet because I'm sure he's going through enough right now. So I'm gonna give him like a little bit longer and then see what's what with what. But you know, we're here for you, man. Yep. And so, anyways, with
2: that said, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. Be good out there.